0: Welcome to You Here, Big Girls, Attack on Titan podcast. I'm Momtako. And I'm Luna. And welcome to this month's recording of chapter 138, A Long Dream. Joining us today are our former guests, Eluola and Sephora.
1: Hi. Thanks for having me back.
0: Yeah, welcome back. So I know that Al is a very, very big Eremika fan and was really holding out for that. So I'm curious... To hear his thoughts on the final panel and uh, we have um, our uh, Aaron um, well Momtako calls you an Aaron optimist I call <laughs> you the Aaron apologist oh, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a great phrase
0: where, where are you now after everything that's happened since we last spoke <laughs> I I don't know if I
2: can like claim a title uh, but you know, Aaron lives in my heart and always will. So there's that.
1: Are you actually Mikasa?
2: <laughs> oh God.
1: <laughs> just, just checking.
0: I mean, <laughs> we can talk about that. One of my bets is that even Mikasa is not as bad. Is uh, is even worse than Saflora is with her. Uh, she
2: is the worst. Oh my God. We'll talk about that.
0: We'll oh, about you that. agree? Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> oh dear. We're going to have some disagreements on that. I see.
2: This this chapter did not make me like Mikasa anymore. Oh <laughs> so. yes!
3: Oh no, Yes, girl! Oh yes. no!
0: Yes! <laughs> Hallelujah! Say, praise the Lord!
1: See, I'm I'm quite the opposite to that. I was I was worried this chapter would make me dislike Mikasa, but it didn't. So you know, we've got a balanced view on things.
3: We we are two on two because I loved Mikasa this chapter.
2: <laughs> All right.
1: It's going to be a fun one.
3: Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm very, I, I guess I should mention that Luna's been very secretive this month. Like all I know is she hates the chapter and she's like.
0: No, 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 no. Telling- I've not, I've not been secretive at all. I've been very vocal how much you, you hate the chapter. Been. And you were like, oh, just give it time. You'll like it. It will pass. And I'm like, did I stutter when I said that I don't <laughs> like this chapter? So yeah, I've I've not like elaborated fully, I was just like, I hate it. And um, just a warning, because normally I'm more balanced or, you know, I try to see the good along with the bad and I'm still like open to speculating, but like, since we're so close to the end, I feel like okay with coming to some final conclusions about the series. And uh, they're not so favorable at this point. So keep that in mind for the rest of the podcast.
3: Well, before we get derailed too much, let's start with chapter impressions. And, um, you know, one to two minutes. Did you love it? Did you hate it? Any favorite parts? And the order we'll start with, let's go with Sephora first, and then Al, Luna, and me.
2: All right. Um, So chapter impressions. Overall, I think I did like it. So Luna Luna and I differ there. <laughs> I, I really struggle with number ratings. So I guess I can just say like in terms of emotional impact, I'll rate it like medium. Intrigue, high. Overall, I'll call it good. My favorite part is the strange vision that Mikasa has. And I'm sure we'll go into more detail about that and what we all think that is. Um, any disappointments? I mean, I, I'm a little bit disappointed in Mikasa, but that's not really a change for me. Armin's words to Aaron, so maybe we can talk about that a little bit. And I feel like I should have been sadder to see Jean titanized because I love him and I just didn't have much of an emotional reaction to this chapter overall.
0: Okay, I think we're going to be able to agree on quite some things, Siflora. Awesome even though we we come to different conclusions. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what
3: about you, Al? Uh,
1: Well, a lot of that resonates with me. It's hard for me to rate the chapter on its own because I think it's going to be extremely closely linked to the final chapter. There were some emotional moments. Obviously as a big Eremika fan, I liked the headless kiss. (laughs) When 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 I say it was a weird panel for me, it it's it's not the the uh, the kissing of a corpse that bothers me. It just I just felt it was weirdly drawn, so I was a little bit disappointed at that. But I liked the content of it. I, I've always I felt for the last year or so wh- I didn't actually believe it at first that Mikasa would be the one to kill Eren, and when crowing on the on the Reddit board suggested it, I was one of the ones that said, no, it'll never happen, never happen. (laughs) And then it it happened. Um, But I, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would hate it because of what came before it. The dream was a really good aspect. It really helped. And it was nice how she had to do it really quickly in order to stop herself from hesitating. So yeah, my feelings are quite mixed at the moment. I'm going to wait until the final chapter before deciding whether I liked this or not if you know what I mean
3: I do
0: oh I agree there
3: Luna go ahead let's hear it
0: uh, okay I'll preface it by saying like I don't think the final chapter will change my mind but it I'll, I'll keep an open mind but for now I'm reading this chapter a one it was terrible it's uh, a zero on the emotional scale for me a full 11 out of 10 on the bullshit meter i did not have a favorite moment if you were to ask me like what's the best moment out of this chapter i would agree with al that it is the dream sequence but we'll get into that a little bit later everything that i dislike now i have a list here
1: (laughs) i just bet you bear with (laughs) me
0: (laughs) bear with me here the fucking cliff baby (laughs) The fact that Eren uh, somehow um, didn't rumble the world if M- Mikasa decided to confess to him. The final panel is the absolute worst. The non consensual kiss with Eren's decapitated head and Emir smiling like the creep in the background. No. Why did Falco scream? Why were? Why was everyone turned into titans? Why is it more sensical that Rakago was gassed after all instead of like. Their water was poisoned with Zeke's spinal fluid. It doesn't make any sense to have that many Marleyans like there to gas an entire village. What was the point in having everyone turn into a titan? Because yeah, Connie is finally dead and Isayama wasted no time on his debt or like any reminiscing of sorts. So I'm sure a lot of people in our server are happy about that. But what's the point? Like... If they if they'll turn back next chapter, there's there was no point to do that. And if they do, it felt like we aren't getting the emotional payoff that it deserves. You know, because a lot of people are gone, and a lot of people that care for them are now probably losing a lot of their motivation or their happiness to keep on going. So, I, I I don't know where this is going, I don't know anymore what the theme of the story is, the moral, any message that Isayama wants to tell us. Yeah, I also really, really have an issue with the real Aaron apologist, Mikasa. I have a lot of issues with how Isayama handled the final arc and I think this chapter is the culmination of that. I think the ending so far is worse than Game of Thrones and Naruto combined. I hated the fact that Falco transformed back into his flying titan, but still, again, had the net on his back that everyone could hold on to. The two worm theory apparently is a thing, I think. The fact that Historia is still a pregnant mute and somehow that Lost Girls, the light novel that I never read, the episode that I never saw is somehow relevant, I think, considering Mikasa's dream. This chapter—it's so—it's such a clusterfuck. This chapter—it's like retconning things. It's not having any emotional payoff. It's—it's it's a mess. I hate it. There. But
1: what do you really think? This
2: is going to be fun.
0: I know. <laughs> you didn't. Well. Hmm. You didn't. Okay. I didn't. What? 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 What's the the only what thing was missing you didn't from my list? Was Reiner, and I was waiting <laughs> for
3: Reiner. I heard nothing about Reiner.
0: There is some things about Reinar, but there's nothing, there's something about his overall arc, but nothing specifically that he did this chapter that irked me. Okay. But we'll get into that later because it ties into, like, his relationship to other characters.
3: Okay. (sighs) Okay, so for me, I was thoroughly entertained. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I, I, maybe... I don't know. Like, I can't. I can't figure out the dichotomy where, you know, you. Uh, the only people I've seen that truly despise this chapter are mm-hmm. some of the warrior fans, and of course, the Jaegerists. Uh, I think people that tend to like Mikasa liked it, and I liked it, and maybe it's what we wanted out of the series that is the difference. Like, y- you know, I gave up being overly concerned about points of world building that don't make sense, which you know. I think I said this last month, two years ago, Falco transforming and still having the net on would have driven me crazy. And now it's just (laughs) like, okay, whatever. It's still fun. Um, But I think mostly what I've always wanted in this story was for the characters to feel like they mattered and like they accomplished something. And that little speech between Jean and Connie, like that's all I need. That's that's their happy ending to me. It reminded me a lot of the Trost arc in Trost when everybody realizes uh, the, the Alpha Squad, Mitabe, Rico, Ian, they realize they're going to die, but they see Aaron moving that stone first. Like they know that their deaths are going to matter. And that was the sense I got this time. They knew Mikasa and Levi would stop this, they knew they'd already stopped this. And just that sense of satisfaction that this is how it ends for us. But there's not a devastation there. There's an acceptance of it that we've seen with other characters. And I don't know, it was good enough for me. So that's where I'm at. I feel bad now. I feel like such a fake fan that I don't have a level of fury over this (laughs) chapter.
0: No, because like you said, like you gave up on like anything making sense because that's how that's i like game of thrones ending as one of the few people and i feel like that's also how i dealt with it at the time like i could see the quality go down you know logic was out the window so i knew not to hold on to my expectations regarding that and i like where some characters ended up in the end maybe not exactly the way they got there but i did enjoy their ending And yeah, I'm not sure that will be the case for me this time around.
1: I I kind of sympathize. I oh oh boy, okay. Um, (laughs) I haven't I haven't been as invested in in the in the storyline since it started focusing more on the warriors and Marley. I still enjoy it, and I still love it, and I still read it every month and discuss it. But but for me, I've had that kind of like lowered expectation for a while now, so. It, it feels as if things can't upset me quite as much as they might have done two or three years ago, which I suppose is how a lot of people felt about the ending of Game of Thrones, as you said. <laughs> it, it's like, I'd like to make it clear. I don't mean it's, the storyline is bad or anything. It's objectively not bad. It, it's just, you know, it's not the way I personally would have wished it to go. So I'm making do, if that makes sense.
3: I yeah, I think I like that too, making do. It's it's not what I dreamed about 5 years exactly. ago, 4 years ago, but I don't hate it. I still it's still a a thrill ride for me. I'm still finding it a thrill ride.
1: Exactly. Or we, we wouldn't be reading it.
3: Yeah, I'm still looking forward to
2: seeing where it goes. I think a lot can still happen in one chapter.
3: And it's not over till it's over. Exactly. Well, fandom-wise, we did do the chapter poll this month, and (laughs) normally the chapter poll gets around 2,000.
0: Yeah. I was going to mention that. Like, is this the most- Yes. The most we've ever
3: had before was 2,200. We're edging up on 4,000 responses. I think we'll hit 4,000 before it's over. And I, I just ran the numbers, rate the chapter where we have the one to five. This chapter has averaged- 4.44. 4.44. Wow. It ranks 21st. How
2: many chapters is that?
3: 21 out of the 47 chapters that we've been keeping track of. So slightly better than the middle, which I'll go back with this. Objectively good. Not as good as some, but objectively good. I disagree. Okay. Well, 4,000 <laughs> people say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the chapter kicks off with those—we're uh, calling them the Titanic family reunions—which I actually liked. I've heard other people say that because of the transformation that happened, that those reunions seem pointless. I don't know. I don't even know what to ask you guys about it. But what did you think? Do you have any any thoughts about those Clifftop family reunions?
2: Not many. I. I mean, at this point, I'm really just reading the story to see what happens. Like, what is the deal with Paths, with Aaron, with all this weird stuff going on? And so, I don't know. I'm just not paying that much attention to this kind of stuff. Like, I I, I don't care about these characters as much. Oh. I, I mean, I think they were nice. I don't think they were <laughs> pointless just because they ended up being transformed. In fact, that probably makes it them more bittersweet. Just like having that brief reunion and then having them ripped away again, that's pretty tragic.
3: But it didn't get you in the emotions. It didn't like punch you in the feels or anything like that. It did not. No. Not even Annie? Not even getting that hug with her dad? I
2: have never understood that motivation for her. Okay. So that did pretty much nothing for me. I mean- Good for Annie, and I hope that the really like big time <laughs> Annie fans got what they wanted out of that, and that that was satisfying. I've never really cared about her reuniting with her dad. I just don't understand their relationship. What
3: about you, Al?
1: Um, I'm very much with Sephora on this one. I I wasn't. It wasn't an emotional gut punch for me to see everyone transformed. I have. <laughs> I have too much emotional overload with what's going on with Eren himself and Mikasa Mm -hmm. and Armin. I'm very much a main trio ride or die kind of fan, you know? Um, But I, I will admit, when everyone started turning into Titans, I did lean forward in my seat in interest, you know? I'm very curious about what happens with that, even though I'm not emotionally talked about it, if that makes sense. I think it was a very bold thing to do, and I look forward to seeing how that goes. I have a few theories on it, but um, it, it was interesting, if not emotionally hurtful to me.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: It was unexpected, and I can appreciate it for that.
3: The earliest ending theory that was floated by Isayama was the concept that everyone dies. And I really think this is what he intended. I think this is what he meant by that. Because really now, at this point, the only survivors we have of our original crew would be the two Ackermans and the shifters who are basically between one and five years to the end of their terms. So this kind of tragic everyone dies ending, I think, is what we're seeing.
0: Yeah, this is as close to the the mist ending as we're going to get, I think. With there literally being a mist that turned everyone into titans.
3: Ooh. Do you know what am meant by the missed ending? That's clever. Oh okay. no, like you have that. to, you have to hate the chapter less if that's true.
1: <laughs> I like that. That's really cool. Do you?
4: Still do you have to hate us? us?
3: Yes, that's cool. Okay, the missed ending. I love it. I'm sorry. So I think okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out another little theory here. I wonder now, something I loved about the reunions was that we saw them through Mikasa's eyes. You know, the fact that she's seeing families come together, she's seeing healthy relationships, she's seeing people who clearly love each other, families reunited. And maybe that, I don't know, seeing it through her eyes, I appreciated it. But maybe it, for people who aren't like so crazy about Mikasa, maybe that maybe separated it a little bit, made it less emotional for you that we didn't actually hear their reunions or, you know, we weren't put in the character's place. We were third person looking at them.
1: Well, when you think about it, that's a really interesting theory because Mikasa got a reunion of her own, didn't she?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: She in in her dream, she was with the Erin the that she knew or thought she knew, whatever your take on that is, and loved. So she got that reunion. But she also got a very tragic reunion with Eren's physical form inside the Titan's mouth. So in a way, it was a reunion for her after seeing all those tragic reunions below as well. So it's it's very thematic there, I think.
3: Yeah. And it worked for me. Like, I thought the writing was very clever in that way, uh, that we did see them through Mika's perspective. But I think maybe for some people that made them less emotional.
0: I don't think that was it. I think it's more the timing of it. I feel like if they had a chance to like see them again and then while they were fighting Aaron, they also had to wonder about like their parents' fate because, you know, there's like Marley military present there that, you know, tensions rising up. Maybe that would have done more for me instead of like this, I don't know, it felt like a very short reunion and then they had to kind of, say goodbye just as quickly as I I, And I think actually Mikasa, you know, looking at people being with their family, their loved ones, and being happy to see them while realizing she doesn't have any of that was a good moment. But yeah, it it just didn't um, hit the right notes for me because I felt like it was it all happened in the blink of an eye and it didn't really have any major consequences or, well, it, it, it could have done more. Like it could have played more with my emotional strengths if it was handled differently. I don't know. There must be something, something wrong like with that. me, but at least i got like
3: people on my side. I mean, that have set us asks <laughs> who felt emotional about it. Like seeing Levi's face when he realizes that, when he realizes what's going on and he's screaming at them to get on the bird, I mean, that that hit me, his expression, you know, losing all these people once again that he's trying to save. Jean and Connie's speech together like that, I didn't cry, but it definitely like it hit the right notes. I don't know.
0: So Flora, you also said that Jean and Connie dying didn't do much for you. Yeah. Why well, was I think that?
2: maybe a couple of reasons. First of all, just knowing that there's one more chapter left to go and that anything could happen i was like well are they really gone who knows i it's possible i think it's also possible that this is all going to be undone i don't know how i feel about that one way or the other really we'll just see what happens but also like really i am i just want to see what happens like that's what i'm here for and i'm just kind of glossing over the rest of What's happening right now. Maybe I'm just not reading it correctly. I don't know. I kind of expect that when it's animated it'll have more an effect more of an effect on me, because that's typically the case. But yeah, I mean I just I just don't know where it's going. I was shocked a little bit. Like I like I said earlier, I didn't expect that to
3: happen. So really it's more like your anxiety about the final chapter.
2: I wouldn't call it anxiety. I'm just like I'm yeah. curious. I'm just waiting to see what'll happen. And then I'll go back and read it again and see how it settles. And usually it takes sitting with these things for a long time and kind of mulling it over and rereading and rethinking to really settle on an opinion about these things and to you know let them soak in and affect me. It doesn't typically happen right away. Might just be a failure of imagination. I'm not sure.
3: Well, at least some of the uh, reaction that we got on Twitter. We heard once again from our friend Paris, who we hear from almost every month. I'll just read what he said. He said, I, much like Momtaku, believed that there was no way Isayama could still hurt me at this point. Clearly, I was very wrong. Connie, Jean, Gabby, the warrior families, I was not ready. What hurt me even more was they were all transformed right after the general had taken Mr. Leonhardt's hand in solidarity. Okay, surely you all will agree with me on this. That was a good moment. So I wasn't expecting Mueller and Mr. Leonhardt to have any hostilities, but it's like the minute that they take hands and agree to work together... Mr. Leonhardt being transformed, all of the Eldians being transformed into the monsters that they feared. Like that was cruel. That was, here's a Marleyan ready to reach across the aisle and having it thrown back into his face. that these people are monsters. It just like that moment of terror for them. I mm-hmm. thought that was very tragic.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um And I didn't really think about that much until I read it like for the third or fourth time. But yeah, I agree with that take. I think that, I guess I have thoughts kind of related to Aaron on that front too. And just my thinking that the whole point of all of this was to get rid of the Titan power, kind of a callback to his line about, you know, the world's not mistaken. They see us as people who can turn into monsters. They're not wrong about that. Like, I feel like the goal is to change that fact and if that's the case and I think that scene in particular is going to have more impact after the final chapter comes out because you get to see that terror and it might be a reminder if that's the case then that this was this was not all for nothing yeah but of course that's conjecture like always you can sort of see
1: hints here and there of Eldians and Marleyans starting to respect each other and work together, just as Armin hoped for way back. So a, a lot of it does lean towards Eren being the bigger threat that they have to work together to overcome. But whenever something like that happens, it's snatched away from them immediately. <laughs> so you have to wonder, how is how are they going to view each other next issue if unless something really left field happens, you know? I can't really see Marlene's being any more willing to trust any Eldians after all of this has happened.
3: Yeah, it had to have been terrifying, like absolutely mm. terrifying that what they fear happens right in front of their eyes. Exactly.
0: Yeah, but Müller was like saying to Aaron, like, please stop, you know, we'll leave Paradis alone. All our past mistakes, we cannot atone for them. And then, you know, he's helping Papa Leonhardt and stopping the infighting.
1: But is that out of practicality or genuine remorse? That's the thing.
0: Well, that would Aaron, I could say was more maybe a practicality kind of thing, because you don't apologize to someone and at the same time, you know, try to nuke the crap out of them. The,
1: the question, of course, is how he feels after the crisis has passed. That's the important part.
0: Yes. Yeah. That's why I still am a bit salty that, like, Magath died and all the people we actually saw that did have, like, a good understanding or relationship with Eldians.
1: I'll agree with that. Mm-hmm. One of my constant yeah. criticisms has been the willingness to kill off people in positions of power and influence. There aren't many left, if any. And...
0: Yeah, is Kiyomi still... Floating out on the sea, or is she has her boat sunk? She's by probably now? What's, died what's of exposure and the boat
1: sunk. I don't know, you know, knowing this manga.
0: <laughs> she
3: died of heat. Elena probably decided to eat her. <laughs> Those two alone on the boat, trust me, if only one of them's coming out alive, it's going to be Elena. I don't care if her arm is broken. <laughs> okay, so that's interesting. So that actually would speak to if the Titan, if, okay. I'm kind of with Sephora on this. I don't know how I feel about them coming back. Part of me would prefer that they stay Titans, even though I love Jean and Connie, that that this not be reversible. But if it is reversible, then whether or not Mueller is still kindly towards Mr. Leonhardt, that would be an interesting tell for how the future is going to go. I go back to Historia looking at Emir when she finds Emir as the Titan and still calls her by name. Muller did that with Mr. Leonhardt. He still called him by name even after he saw the horrific Titan creature. So there's a little bit of acceptance there, even though it's horrifying. So it, maybe that's something to look forward to if this is reversible, to see if the Marleyans who were willing to work with them are still so agreeable. Interesting.
0: I mean, I hope it's not reversible because it, then it kind of feels like a cop out. Yeah. Why, why change them, like, one chapter before them, Before it all ends into Titans, if you're just going well, to change them What to make Reiner's life
3: more difficult, obviously.
0: Because <laughs> Reiner hasn't <laughs> suffered enough.
2: To make Aaron's sacrifice more meaningful.
0: hmm Well, it's also, like, maybe a double meaning of the chapter title, A Long Dream, because then it would also mean that a lot of dreams would come to end. Like, Ani... Stream of reuniting with her father she had for the past nine years. Um, Falco and Reiner's dream to keep Gabby safe and make sure she lives a long life. John's dream of living somewhere quietly and starting a family. And, you know, they all had to make these personal sacrifices for the greater good. And in the end, it's still they still got caught up in all of it. Plus, there's still people that survive, like Annie and Reiner, that have to live with the consequences and what little motivation that they did have is now basically gone. Although you could say Ani has Armin, but
1: uh. <laughs> I I agree. Another pairing I uh. don't understand.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> well not not yeah. <laughs> Let's not dwell on that, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Al.
1: <laughs> I, I I I lean towards <laughs> this being reversible, but I really hope it's not. Because It was one of the few things in recent months that really took me by surprise and made me go, what the hell just happened? And I loved that. So, I mean, for me, unless some sort of weird time, wibbly wobbly timey wimey thing happens, (laughs) if this is it now, I would like it not to be reversible. And I would like, I'm probably talking about this too early, but I'll say it anyway, I would like Reiner's last act to be sacrificing himself for Gabby. Letting her eat him, maybe. Because he was pinned down by a load of them. So maybe that is how mm-hmm. it ends for him. And that's his that's how he finds his peace. I don't know. But yes, I, I I'm leaning towards it being reversible, but I, I really hope not.
0: Okay. I have a very disturbing thought. What if Now that Aaron's dead, like, there's three Titan powers to give out. Let's just say that one of them goes to the baby on the cliff. What if, like, one of Connie or Sean would eat the baby on the cliff? (laughs) I would have 13 more years.
3: I do think it's interesting if Aaron is dead, uh, you know, Historia's baby could get Aaron's power, which will be fun. Mm Mm-hmm. There are a lot of powers floating
2: around right now. I don't Mm. think there are. I don't think there are going to be Titan powers at the end.
3: Well, I don't mean permanently because I do think the Titan curse is going to end. But as long as the mechanics are still in place, and I would assume that they are, those powers will be inherited even temporarily. I Mm. I keep thinking that way. I just really want a shifter baby because it gives me a bingo on my bingo card. So (laughs) I need a shifter baby. Isayama, if you're listening. I need a shifter baby
0: oh speaking of predictions for the end do you still remember that like chapter final yeah or what was it yes. final debt predictions thing so we will have a winner next month for that we need to come that up with some merch to me. give out that to that the winner. winner i am so wrong <laughs> i have no idea anymore what i filled out i went so. and looked it
3: was not good <laughs> We got another comment on Twitter from A.A. Yeager, who, again, team emotion here. He said, Isayama, or he or she, I'm sorry, Isayama broke me once again like last month with Zeke, now with Mikasa, Jean, Connie, Gabby, Annie, and Reiner suffering. And I'm on Tumblr. I spent a little more time on Tumblr than I normally do. And what I saw was kind of the mix of what you guys are feeling. I saw a lot of worry, a lot of emotion. A lot of anger. But then also a lot of people thinking this is all going to be fine. It's going to be undone next month. And maybe that feeling that it's going to be done undone next month is, you know, the emotion doesn't kick in until next month when we realize that it's permanent or whatever. I have a theory though. ok. so you know how the wall tightens. Apparently, the minute that Zeke died, they stopped moving. They were no longer a threat. They're there. But they're immobile. I think when the centipede dies, the same thing happens with all those mindless titans, and then it's up to the survivors to decide what to do with them. Like they just become like uh, just alive but not functioning, and I think that would be tragic. Like mm-hmm. to be able to see them, they're not a threat anymore, but they're not capable of being reverted back. And then what does Reiner do? With John, Connie, his mom—you know—all of these people that he cares about, his family, his friends, his neighbors—all of them, no longer a threat, but still titans. What's the cleanup job on that going to be like? You know, I think that's—that would kill me. That if Reiner had to make those decisions, that would kill me. That would be horrible.
2: It would
1: be like the ending of Shaun of the Dead. Could you (laughs) use them for things
3: (laughs) (laughs) like like game shows and, and that? Oh, can you imagine them taking Connie's little Titan and putting him with his mom and just leaving them there? <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Oh, I can too. We will see.
2: Yeah, I'm just I, I'm just letting the story take me where it's gonna go. I don't I can imagine how I might feel depending on what happens, but I might be surprised too. Like I I do want them to revert back to their human form. I think I would prefer that, but depending on how it's done, like, I'm just going to see what Ysiyama gives us and see what it does for me. (laughs)
0: Okay. And Juevos Dantiros asks, uh, as a Jaegerist, I'm delighted to see that we all lose. (laughs) If we can't get a full rumbling, then the Alliance won't won't get to come out with all of its members alive. So apparently, um, if... um, He's going down, we're all going down with him. <laughs> it's
3: funny, I've seen this idea expressed. This is when this came into Twitter. I'd already been told this by like three other people. Well, you lose too, but it's like I wasn't it, I never thought this was gonna end with a dance party. Like, I was never <laughs> expecting it to be alliance no. wins. I think I think people some people tend to be confused about I am pro-alliance. But I think that they get a little confused about what i what I was expecting for an ending and it
0: no no, no no that that's not the thing they 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 want to be the ones to be in the right and to get what they want and if they don't, then they take joy in the fact that you're not exactly mm-hmm. getting what you want either uh,
3: I don't know that I'm not getting what I want though like I'm I don't know, I don't know, but it's just funny that
0: I don't, did, did you remember like last podcast when we said wouldn't it be funny if you say I'm a ending that we all hate <laughs>
1: Is anyone getting what they want indeed?
0: <laughs> no, that's Yeah, it. no, that's what I'm saying. Like he's getting
1: it. <laughs> that's Apart what from we're getting, Renan, I maybe
0: <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, that that I I still think he's like trolling us saying that he liked the chapter, because he always has like he and Need are always like criticizing everything and now they're like Oh no, this was a good chapter. Well I think I think Beeman
3: and Nitaku both, I would say that their happiness comes from seeing the Jaegerists crying. In that (laughs) sense, all they wanted all they wanted was the (laughs) Jaegerists and the uh, Air Aaron Historia Shippers to burn. For that for that community, this has been a lot of fun. This was a great chapter for that community. Wait, why are the
2: Jaegerists crying? Why are the Jaegerists
0: crying? Like because Erehiso oh, isn't a uh, canon, it's Right, Arameka. and also
3: because the, that community really believed Aaron was going to win, and a lot of them still believe, they yeah. believed Aaron was going to genocide the world, go home to his wife and his yes. baby, and live on a cleansed earth, I guess.
2: Absolutely wild. Yes. Okay. Anybody who expected Aaron to come out of this alive, I- I know. I, I don't understand. Um, also, he he did do a full rumbling, like- he destroyed the world. Right. That they got that.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say, say like, oh, no, he still did only like a partial rumbling. Right because-
4: No. <laughs> no, he very clearly <laughs> no,
2: because did a full let- rumbling. I mean, even at peak Aaron optimist hours, I was like, oh, a
0: lot of people are going to die. Lots and lots of people are going to die. Aaron's going to kill them. Um, you did say that. Yeah, but I remember you saying like, well, it's only gonna do a partial rumbling and the world will unite well, against thought, them. I, like, I did the-
2: think that it would be stopped <laughs> before quite this point, but Yeah. I did anticipate that he would try a full rumbling with the with the intention of being stopped at some point, which I thought might be a little bit earlier than this. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, he he did it full way.
3: I remember you saying the words "bloody" and "terrible." Oh, yeah. Like I remember, I, I'm sta- I'm backing you up <laughs> on this one. Thank you.
1: It's it's a very in between sort of um, sort of ending so far, isn't it? If you if you take the last chapter out of the equation, he has, from what we know, destroyed the world. But but the Jaegerists still don't get what they want. The alliance won, sort of. I mean, who's who knows what's going on anymore?
3: Well, my happy ending was Aaron being stopped. I was expecting it to be cruel and ugly, but just an ending that was not without hope. Like I wanted some glimmer of hope at the end. So, so far I'm on track for basically what I wanted. As long as there are multiple races still alive in small quantities and the genocide is stopped. Like that's my happy ending.
0: I think it's kind of funny that we're basically now at the point in the story that Uh, Humanity in the walls all all believe that Titans eradicated almost all of humanity and only humanity within the walls survived, which was a small group. And we're basically at that point in the story now where only a small part of humanity survived because the rest was exterminated (laughs) by Titans. I I see some irony in that.
1: Everyone dies apart from (laughs) Reiner. who gets his titan curse cured.
0: Reiner has
3: to decide who to give his titan to, his mom or his niece. Can you imagine?
0: If he gives it to Karina, I'm, I'm, I'm really done. <laughs> I'm not even coming back for any more podcasts if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> you That's hear big Fair. girl
3: podcast at that point. <laughs> we'll drop the S. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's just, just do, do you think... Now, I know what we all want. We sort of want this to be permanent. But yes or no, do you think that the Titan transformations that happened will be undone? Next chapter.
1: Yes, I think it will be undone, but I really hope I'm wrong. I would love to be proven wrong.
2: I think there's a good chance they'll be undone, and
0: I hope they are. Uh, I don't think it will be undone. I
3: don't think it'll be undone either. Unless, like Al said, there's a time, some kind of a time reset, which I think, I think at this point, 40% chance that, that this has been a time loop.
1: I I would be okay with a time reset. I I mean, I I don't, I don't want it to be undone in these circumstances.
3: No. Stop. We will talk more about this later too. Yes. (laughs) All right. Let's move into Falco's scream and the shiny centipede. Now this, the Falco scream has generated a lot of confusion whether or not it was connected to the Titan transformation. And I know we asked this on the poll, 35% say yes, that Falco scream was part of it. And I know my Tumblr inbox, I've gotten dozens of asks about this. I, I don't know what to say about that. Like, I. Uh, it doesn't make any sense if it did, but let me go ahead and read AZ fans' question. He said If you haven't discussed it, do you know if Falco's scream made them transform or would it have happened regardless? Previously, the gas needed a scream to trigger the transformation. The light from Falco's mouth made me think it was him. So, was that Titan tragedy preventable? And I think he was just screaming in agony. But when you look at that panel, there's no denying like the SFX lines coming out of his mouth and his eyes doing the lighting. And regardless of Isayama intended it, that it's confusing more than a third of the fandom is not a good sign.
0: I think I've seen everyone that read this chapter be confused about that part because it just didn't make any sense like why did they transform into titans why did why did falco even scream to begin with like in agony you could say but like why and then why put so much focus on it and then there's the thing that they don't immediately transform like um people did if they had ingested like Zeke's spinal fluid and 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 how has how does titan have any control over whether they turn into titans cuz they didn't drink his spinal fluid it was the hallucinogenia that came out of Eren. I'm so confused on this. It doesn't make any sense to me, but it happens, so whatever. (laughs) I'm just rolling with it at this point. I don't think... Yeah, I don't think Falco did it intentionally. Let me just... If he did it, it wasn't intentional. That's what I'm going with.
1: Yes, I agree with that.
0: I am among the confused.
2: Yeah, for me, it's like exactly what Luna said the fact that this was from the, what is it? The whole Lucigenia, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. So why would Falco's scream have had anything to do with the transformation? What's with the delay? Like we had time for the entire Jean Connie interaction before they actually transformed after the scream. It's just the SFX lines that are the confusing bit.
1: I think that when we see this animated, uh, you, you will probably find that Falco's Titan form is going to be doing a lot of screaming, because that's what birds—because <laughs> that's what birds do. That's what mm, Rodan uh-huh. does in Godzilla movies. They scream, they call, they make noise. So, I—I <laughs> I think what's actually happened is he's just done that accidentally, and it's triggered the transformation with the gas.
3: So you do think Falco triggered the transformation?
1: Based on what evidence we have from Zeke's scream it didn't happen quite as quick and uh, and i don't know why the i suppose the jaw titan has has that power all of a sudden but i think i think there's certainly evidence to link that but if that is true he didn't do it on purpose of course not
3: i'm actually really surprised sometimes when there's mass confusion over points in the chapter the editor or isayama will just make a statement about it i've seen that happen before Or maybe the art will get fixed in the Bond when it comes out next month. Uh, I hope, or not next month. My goodness, the Bond won't be out for like three months. I hope this is one of those things that they clear Mm -hmm. up because I can't see the story revisiting it. I don't think that this is, you know, I don't think Falco's going to have a moment. You know, I think he was just screaming in anguish, but when you've got a third of the fandom confused, that's just not well done.
1: No. Did they ever fix Erin's pants? I never looked that up.
3: No. I don't
0: think they did, but we'll see if they do it in the end. That caused
1: massive confusion for a while.
3: Exactly, <laughs> Levi's fingers are back this month. I don't know if y'all noticed that or not. I did notice that. I was so mad. Oh,
0: <laughs> they are. Oh my god, so many continuity errors. <laughs> oh wait, no, no, no! Wait, his fingers are back. Yes, that's
2: what I wanted. I was. What I was disappointed with is when previously they were still gone after his Path's appearance because I was oh. so sure that they were going to be back. Ah. So I'm glad that they are. I didn't notice.
3: Yes, they grew back instantly since last chapter. So oh. awesome. he has a full hand of fingers again.
0: Well, he should have had them in the oh. last chapter too. Maybe that'll be fixed. <laughs> I, I And I'll... Um, I'll re- kind of uh take back what I said about Falco. He never left his bird titan. So he just went back inside. It's not like he transformed again. So the net does make sense. I'm sorry. He didn't go Pico. back to human form? He just kind of like popped out the back. No, he just he, he just popped oh. out. Yeah, and his parents kind of came on top of the bird. I thought he popped out as well completely, but he didn't.
3: Okay, well that's good to know.
1: That's fair enough.
0: One less <laughs> error. To be bothered by.
3: <laughs> and you got your mention of Colt?
0: Yes. I'm sure his parents were just as sad as Falco was. <laughs> <laughs> they have tears in their eyes. Yeah. For one whole panel. Just like Falco did. <sighs> also, we, we deny that Colt has died. Colt is still alive somewhere on Paradis. He is uh, munching on Aaron's uh, decapitated body. <laughs> He's getting one of the Titan powers for sure. Body horror galore. Still not as disturbing as Mikasa kissing Aaron's
3: <laughs> head. <sighs> We're gonna have words about that. Words are
0: coming. I know, I know, and I'm gonna stand by what I said. You can keep trying, okay. but this.
3: <laughs> so I was on a live stream on happening. Andrews. Andrew Allstar's live stream this week, and this point about the confusion about all of the world building, the shiny centipede, the gas. How is it doing this? Why did killing the? Why did killing Zeke stop the rumbling? But Aaron can still turn into a colossal, even though he's just gonna, You know, like there's a lot going on right now. There's a lot of things happening, and some inconsistent world building, which I will agree with, but. This hallucigenia becoming—I don't want—I don't, I don't want to say like the final boss in terms of final boss status, but certainly the last battle that they are all aggressively fighting at this moment. I'm curious: Do you guys think that the battle—we've got 45 pages left. Do you think the battle with this shiny centipede is going to take how many pages of next chapter? Do you think it's going to take up, or do you think it's that Aaron dying effectively will kill it, like it'll just stop at this point. Do you guys have any theories on that?
1: I think it's going to be very background and that the focus is going to be somehow on Ymir.
3: So you think Ymir Fritz will step in at this point?
1: I think, yes. That smile has to mean something confusing as it was. I I don't think the main focus will be the... uh, the hallucinogenia i don't think personally
4: no
2: i don't know how much like page real estate it's going to take up but um my sister at least thinks that there's going to be a final showdown between Amir and the shiny thing and hopefully it'll be quick but she thinks that Amir's is going to come into it also like al said um and I think that's an interesting idea. Like it's the thing that did this to her, right? That's the reason that she was trapped or part of the reason anyway, that she was trapped in paths for these thousands of years. And I think it, it would be kind of cool if she took it upon herself to free herself in that way or like kill, kill the thing. I don't know one possibility.
0: I, I don't know, but I hope it doesn't take up a lot of space Because I don't care about the whole hallucinogenia thing. I just, I want to see the aftermath of it. That's what I'm more interested in, personally.
3: Yeah, my hope is that, I mean, I keep thinking it's a parasite ultimately, and without a host, it dies. So Mm -hmm. if Aaron is indeed truly dead now, that hallucinogenia just dies as well. It can no longer reach its host.
0: No, but it will find a new host then, right?
3: My guess is that it has to be with the founding Titan power. I don't know. I'm sure there's some sciency reason why it the has baby I know. It's, it's gonna going to go after to baby, baby, baby Well, underscore <laughs> our, our guest last month on Andrew's live stream suggested that even the um the steam coming off of it that ended up titanizing well, the LDNs was actually kind of its death throes, that it was, hmm. it is dying. And I thought that that was an interesting theory as well, that being outside of its host, this is probably the first time that thing is outside of a host in 2000 years. And it cannot survive without one. So, in that sense, Aaron dies, it dies. And if it doesn't, then things are looking really bad for everybody else. So they need a save and they need it fast. I would be 0% sad if next chapter, the opening page, is the hallucinogenia is dead because Aaron is dead. Like I would be very grateful for that. And like I said before, perhaps the mindless titans at that point, they no longer have a directive. They stop moving. They give the survivors time to think or time to react, which I think we need reactions from them. And uh, we didn't get that this chapter. So that's what I would like.
2: I would also like that. I want that to be taken care of quick so we can get to some of the Notions. other things. Yes, no more <laughs> right. battles.
0: Make me feel something this time. God. Make me feel alive again. <laughs> no, but I I fully agree with that.
3: Something else I wanted to bring up, we always look for these Norse connections. I was talking with Discord user Get Some Air. He introduced me to the concept of ether and the Midgard Serpent, whose name I won't try to pronounce, but apparently like e- ether is a liquid that was the origin of all li- living things and it was a substance poisonous produced by the Midgard Serpent. So again, it's like I've heard some people I think last month we talked about it, how, you know, the final boss is a worm. It's this, it's, you know, it's not Aaron, it's a worm. But looking at the Norse connection, it kind of fits, right? I mean, I also like the fact that the Midgard Serpent's arch enemy was Thor. (laughs) So maybe we were wrong about Reiner. Maybe Reiner's not Helos. Maybe he's Thor.
0: I don't know. I mean... Does that mean we get the same actor for Reiner as we got for Thor? Because then I'm in (laughs) on that theory. (laughs) Is that movie still happening? What movie? Oh, the live action Attack on Titan movie.
3: I haven't heard anything about it.
1: I seriously doubt it. It was probably one of those things that they call optioned. Where there's a, a rough layout oh. and a director attached and stuff like that, but it hasn't really gone anywhere. I'd be very surprised if it happens.
0: It's too bad, because I, I would prefer to see Chris Hemsworth as Reiner.
3: <laughs> well, if okay, if Reiner is Thor, then the end of the story is that yes. Thor kills the Midgard serpent, but then dies shortly mm-hmm. afterwards. He falls to the ground because of the poison. Yeah.
0: Because this um, all takes place during Ragnarok, so yes. everyone dies. Thor, um, Odin, it's. But they all get reborn again. Yay! Mm-hmm. <laughs> so are we getting that as well? Like everyone is going to die, but. Time loop theory?
3: <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't dismiss it. <laughs> anyway, I appreciate a um, shout out to Get Some Air for sharing that because I thought it was interesting. I don't know that you know Isayama is digging that deep into the Norse mythology, but you know there's always that angle to this, and there's always some connection that can be made, and it makes as much sense as anything else because you know hallucigenia just showing up in the story without a Norse connection, I think, is just as strange.
2: Yeah, I think this is really fun. I like all these Norse connections. I don't know much about them, but every time somebody brings them up, I'm just tickled, and this one makes a lot of sense. I guess the other connection that I made. Was just to Zeke's talk in the last chapter about this being really just a biomolecular machine, this thing just propagating itself. But I I think we were going to talk about that somewhere else. There was a question about whether it was conscious or sentient.
3: Well, let's go ahead and And talk about that now. What? What do you think? I mean, it seems to be alive and well. Do you think that the fact that it called the Titans to him? Do you think it has any sort of intelligence? Nope. I don't. I think it's just
2: a living creature doing life in the most basic way. Kind of like what Zeke was talking about in 137. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know what else to say about that. I think I said it. Um, mm-hmm. Does anybody else have thoughts? I mean, I, it's smart that if like in its final, you know, throw to survive, five, it, you know, turns more people into potential hosts. Mm hmm. But I think it's just like a basic survival mechanism at best. Like, I don't think it actually is. It's not the grand uh, master bad guy that was controlling Aaron or no, that's, that's yeah. not it. Or even if, if
2: it was controlling anybody at any point, it wasn't doing it consciously. It's just what it does. It's like, I don't know, my first thought when all this started coming up was that, that, fungus that like mind controls ants the fungus doesn't know what it's doing it's just
0: propagating itself oh that that turns them into zombies that fungus yeah
3: there's like another parasite that gets in the brain of 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 its host and causes it to drown itself because that's that's how it propagates yeah that's cool
2: i mean there's rabies that makes you (laughs) that's cool (laughs) Um, and I mean, there's rabies that makes you afraid of water because it concentrates itself in your saliva. And then if you drink it, it dilutes the virus so that like when you bite somebody, it's highly concentrated and it spreads more effectively. So you don't – yeah, it makes you not drink water because of that.
3: Wow. Okay. I just looked it up. It's the spinocorditis? It's the parasite that causes a grasshopper to jump into the water where it will drown, because that's where it needs to propagate. Awesome. It brainwashes grasshoppers to dive to their death.
1: That's my favorite thing to do on weekends.
0: (laughs) Well, Passover is coming. Who knows? You know, 10 plagues. (laughs) It could have a purpose in the world.
3: I am a little disappointed about the whole hallucinogenia reveal. Like I just I didn't I I think that's the one criticism that I've read that I really agree with. Like I wanted Aaron the battle to be against Aaron and not a parasite. But I also understand that he introduced the parasite in chapter 120, was it 122? And He couldn't ignore it. Like it was the source of all organic matter. It was what gave Emir her power. So clearly, it needed to be dealt with. Yes,
0: ether. It's one of the oh, it's one of the Infinity Stones. (laughs) 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 But um, yeah, I think the final battle was still against Aaron, right? But this is, I think that, that part is over now. Aaron has been stopped. So the next is to end the Titan curse. hmm Which apparently is like a squiggly worm type thing. Parasite. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is.
3: All right.
0: I really like the hallucinogenia thing.
2: Are people disappointed
3: with that? Yeah. Yeah, some people are. Oh. I'm glad you like it.
2: I do. I I hope it's not a huge focus of the next chapter. Right. I I, I agree with you. I hope it just kind of shrivels up and dies kind of early on. But (laughs) I mean, I like it just like as a mechanism, you know, as introducing this power into the world and kind of contrasting, you know, life as as molecules with human life, you know. Uh,
3: Mm -hmm.
2: I like that. If that makes any sense mm. at all,
3: if it does die, I would have to think the Titan powers die with it.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, what's the point if it? What's the point? I know, otherwise? but like, okay,
3: all right. I want, like, here's where I'm at
0: from a narrative here's point of view. I want hallucinia right? yeah.
3: to take up absolutely no effort. Like, I want, I want it gone on the first page. But if that's what ends paths, then there goes other things that I want, you know? And,
0: uh, yeah, there goes Erwin, <laughs> there goes <Freckley> Mir. <laughs> yeah, let it happen, please.
2: <laughs> I don't think they're in paths, though. I think, well, Freckley Mir is, but I don't think Erwin's in paths. I think the only people in paths are the people who, like, had oh. Titans at some point. We'll see.
3: I mean, although... Uh,
0: Mom Taco is holding out <laughs> No, he's out in a different
2: afterlife. For he's you. Like
0: a- thank you. Yeah, he's yeah. in heaven. He's in the afterlife with Hanji. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, of course, the way the paths mechanics work, even if the even if that is true, one second in paths can last an eternity. So all sorts of things could happen in that second before it eventually crumbles. So maybe I'm I'm not. Maybe I shouldn't be too worried. And ymir has got to do something. So oh, yeah. For sure. All right. Yeah, it's so weird. How did it come to this? But here we are.
2: <laughs> I love it and its weirdness. Honestly, I do
3: too. Yeah. Anything else about the shiny centipede? No, yeah, I just think it's cool.
0: I like parasites. <laughs> you like people drowning themselves because of parasites? <laughs> <the laughs> I quite like it right? <laughs>
3: All right. Well, we got an ask from Shanto. And again, this is a mechanics thing that we can't answer, but we'll go ahead and get everyone's thoughts. Shanto says, how do you think Aaron transformed into a colossal Titan, given that he is no longer connected to the centipede creature? Could he not have transformed into his founding Titan, or should he have been limited to the attack Warhammer hybrid? Love the podcast. Chapter 139 hype. Sasageyo! Right back at you, Shanto. thank you so much for all your support of the podcast, Sasageo to you and to my guests, what do you think? Like does it bother you that Aaron became a colossal Titan at this point being that that's not a power he expressly should have?
1: I think at that point, Aaron was just basically a puppet of the last gasp of the centipede. That's why he was, so grotesque within its mouth. It was kind of an emergency defense mechanism creation, if that makes sense. So I don't think it was that was actually him at the very zenith of his powers. It was just the kind of last gasp thing. That's why it was actually, when you think about it, quite defenseless.
3: Okay. So you think that Aaron's final transformation potentially was not of his own doing, that it was like he was compelled to go towards the hallucinogenia?
1: Yes. I, I do think okay. that's um that's something to consider.
3: And that's why he compelled Mikasa to kill him.
1: He wasn't awake or alert when you when you look at it. And he he wasn't in the same physical condition that other people within Titan seem to be in. He was still just a head held up by string and a spine inside a mouth something something was extremely wrong physically with Eren at that point
2: i think he's been effectively dead for a long time um, yes but he he had to be killed for real i think it was Emir that made it possible for him to like manifest again as this colossal I think he's like intrinsically tied to Paths with Emir. They're kind of like one, not one entity, but um, I don't know how to explain it. It's, It's all very confusing, but...
0: They're linked somehow.
2: They're linked, yeah. And he's linked to Paths and the existence of Paths too. And if, as I believe, the purpose of all of this was to bring all of this down, like bring down that power bring down that realm and his death was necessary for that. I mean, if they thought he was dead, just kind of hanging out in the mouth of this decapitated horror Titan, they weren't going to make another move. So Amir was like, okay, time to go for real. Here's a big Titan. Everyone can see it. Go attack the head, which is where he is. Kill him for real. Let's end this. That's how I saw it. Like not the, not the parasites doing. Mm Hmm. Just like the end stage of the Amir Aaron plan, probably
1: Yeah, I like that. I think I think Ymir is the intelligence to the parasite's physical abilities. hmm And like like you said, Eren's been dead for a long time, really, now. I think I think he's pretty much been physically dead since Gabby shot him.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good theory that I could get on board with. What I said before about
3: this is the first time that the hallucinogenia has been separated from its host, the first time it's been exposed, the first time it's been vulnerable. If that didn't happen by accident, if that was a deliberate measure, that would be interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: So this is why I, I, I link this chapter so strongly with 139, because we just don't know enough. It's Fun to speculate, but it's hard to <laughs>
4: Well,
0: know. you're still counting on getting some explanation then in one three nine. I'm like past oh, that well, point. Well
1: it would be nice, I admit.
0: <laughs> it would be nice, but I'm not counting on it. Let me put it like that.
2: I'm I'm curious to hear more about what you do expect from one thirty nine, but maybe we'll talk about that at the end. I don't know.
0: Mm, we will. Yeah, is this something you meant with the two worm theory you brought up last night? I month, never from understood
3: Goku? the two worm theory to be honest with you.
0: Okay, <laughs> I have no idea. so I'm no idea. asking
3: you Well, you're on the subreddit, which by the way, I meant to mention when we introduced uh, you. Okay. Four, yeah, 400, sorry. 400,000 <laughs> <My> subscribers <laughs> now on the Shingeki no Kyojin sub. So, yay.
1: Great, isn't it? It just shows it you the fantastic. reach this has had.
3: Yes. I don't know how much time you spend reading theories though. Did you see the two worm theory?
1: I confess I didn't. It's been a bit of a busy okay. month for me, but please, I'd love to hear about it.
3: <laughs> no, I don't know it either. I just We mentioned oh. it last month and it was uh, just one of the theories that-
0: There was a one bigger worm and uh-huh. one smaller worm and something, something. So maybe a small, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think
3: to me with all those theories- because i've had other you know other theories have started floating around in 45 pages anything that makes this story more complicated i don't think is going to happen but i don't know i mean we know we know we still need historia's pov we need bigger things than inventing more i don't know i i just i cannot imagine how this is going to be wrapped up in 45 pages i guess if there's lots and lots of exposition we'll get we'll get something
2: I don't even know if we need a lot of exposition. We just need some efficient visuals.
0: I honestly think all we're getting for like Historia is like her holding her newborn baby at best. Uh, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know you're hoping for more, but I it's like expect the boys to hope for the best.
3: Yeah, I guess. I, I'm maybe I'm setting myself up for disappointment.
2: I don't know. I've had the sense for a long time that she knows more than. We're aware that she does um, and that anybody else is aware of too and if we don't get I I still think there's more to what Aaron's done too and if we don't get it from him then we might get it from historia
3: like she might know something that we don't that's what I think too I think mm-hmm. you know and I don't know that we're gonna talk about this later so we can talk about it now. I don't know that we're ever going to get Aaron's POV. I think that's something, Luna, I think that's something you and I have even debated, and you thought I was crazy when I said we would never get Aaron's POV. Yeah.
0: Oh, did I? I don't quite recall, but I'm like, I'm on board with that now.
3: Because I've been saying that a long time. So I think there's still a story to be told about Aaron, and the person whose point of view we haven't gotten yet is Mm Historius. So that may tidy up, like if they are working together, why what was he thinking? Just the missing the missing pieces to fall in to that puzzle. So I think
2: we might see Aaron again, like in paths, maybe in his child form, sleeping at the foot of that tree, like he was at the very beginning of the series. Not the the tree tree, but the you know the paths tree, the light tree.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So we might see him again there, and kind of as it collapses, maybe get another like smattering of memories that kind of fill in some of the gaps, and maybe it'll transition from there to. Historia, like, like maybe a connection there or something, and we'll
3: get more from her, but I don't know. I don't know either, <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah. So before we get into the uh, Aaron and Mikasa conversation, I was thinking about the ship communities and all the winners and losers this month, because there were some winners. Obviously, one of the losers <laughs> was the Heron Historia community, which is still kind of hanging in there, hoping for like everything to be reversed, soon. <laughs> next month. But one thing that I became aware of, and Al, I would, I would like your opinion on this because you've always been a fan of the trio. There was a lot of disappointment that Armin got kind of totally shafted by Aaron and Mikasa in that dream sequence. Was that something that bothered you?
1: Not really. That didn't bother me as such because it, it showed that that wasn't supposed to be a perfect a perfect scenario. It was just one of many possibilities. It wasn't portrayed as like the ideal life that could have ha- that could have happened, you know? So obviously they feel bad about leaving Armin or they wouldn't be discussing it. It was just what potentially might have happened if Mikasa had revealed her feelings to Eren back then. It's not necessarily a super good, happy thing. They did it so that they would have each other and that is all that matters, but it was not portrayed as like a perfect, idyllic existence. And having to, unfortunately, abandon Armin, who always sees the bigger picture goes along with that, it wasn't in any way portrayed as this perfect happy ending possibility for them. It was just one of many possibilities.
3: That's a good point. What about you, Seflora Luna? Did that bother you at all? It didn't
2: bother me because I agree with Al here that it was showing like an imperfect what might have been. Kind of thing. Um, it kind of feeds into my chronic disappointment with Mikasa. I think um, <laughs> that <laughs> that Aaron, or at least the version of Aaron that lives in her head, is more important than anything else. Like wherever this vision came for, if it's something that she kind of created for herself, if it's something that was sent to her by Aaron or Amir or whatever. It was motivating to her because that's what she would have liked to happen in that moment. In that way, she, I mean, Armin kind of got shafted by her, I guess, which I'm not entirely surprised by. What surprised me, I think, was Armin's words to Aaron in this chapter about him like really loving this hell. And I suspect. Or maybe suspect is too strong a word even, but I think it's possible (laughs) that in the next chapter, Armin and Aaron might get another moment, like through paths. And so I'm kind of withholding my disappointment for now, but I I think they're going to have another moment. Maybe something possible like this, where he sees another alternative too. Like this kind of calls back to the chapter where Mikasa was like, was there another path? Like if I had said something different, what would have happened? And now we get her answer. Armin asked the same question at one point. I think a couple of chapters later, or maybe earlier, maybe we'll get another version of like, oh, if this had happened, Armin, like if things had gone the way that you had wished at this point, here's here's how things might have gone.
3: I agree with that. I definitely think we're gonna get an Armin moment next. I don't think this ends without getting an Armin moment. And I you know, after he said that about the hell, weren't his next words something like I'm staying with you or something like that? Like it I, I think there's more coming.
2: Yeah, it's like fine, I'll stick it out with you to the
3: end. Yeah, and it's not the end yet. We still have a chapter to go. Right, so. yeah.
2: So there's gonna be more there. I'm I'm not disappointed about Armin getting shafted quite yet.
3: Good.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. But Yes. Generally, I think the imperfect nature of Mika's dream is supposed to contrast with the imperfect nature of Eren's solution. Oh, obviously, hers doesn't involve like the deaths of millions of people, but it's, but in its own way, it's not, an, it's not a good solution either, even though she would get what she wanted. and Technically, Eren would get what he wanted if his plan had come to fruition. fruition. Paradis would be safe, the people he cared about would be safe, but it's not ideal. It, you know, and that's putting it mildly. And Mikas' dream is just the same. <laughs> it's, it's like a false security. She would be with the man she loves, but how long would it last? He can't grow old with her. People are going to die wondering where they are. You know, it was not supposed to be anything good. It was just something to give her comfort in those few moments, I think.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think there ultimately is going to be something good that comes out of this that... People will probably disagree on whether or not that made these actions justified, but there's going to be room for discussion there. And then contrasting the ultimate outcome with the outcome shown in this vision will be interesting as well.
0: I will say that I was not disappointed that Mikasa and Eren left Armin behind, <laughs> because the thing is, it's um, yeah, would Armin just sit around and do nothing like they would? That doesn't seem like him. So he's probably trying his best to mitigate things and, you know, failing because that's what he does. But,
3: well, that's what I was thinking too. This goes back to last chapter where Armin is really the only one of those three that truly had like uh, the spirit of the Survey Corps or whatever. He was the authentic Survey Corps kid. (laughs) He wanted to see the world, he had dreams. His future was caught up in. The ideals that they represented. Aaron's was about killing all the Titans. Mikasa's was about being with Aaron. So they weren't necessarily in lockstep with the mission of the Survey Corps. They exactly. they really were on their own. So them taking off on their own leaving the Survey Corps doesn't bother me quite as much as if Armin did it. Armin's always been the more idealistic. Yes, exactly. You
2: know, but this also felt really out of character for Aaron to me, too. Like, I, I can't imagine him actually doing that. But,
0: oh, no. We'll talk about yeah. that, but no.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, before we get into that, I also wanted to mention that the other community I saw that was sort of happy, actually, I would say very happy this month, was the community focused on the Ackerman on uh, Levi and Mikasa. because. They waited a long time for any interaction between those two. The thing in their community is, you know, when are we going to get the Acker talk? Well, we didn't get an Acker talk, but what we did get was them working together again. And I think somebody pointed out that the first time they worked together, it was to save Aaron. The second time they worked together, it was to kill him. And this certainly definitively answered a question that many people had last month about Levi. There was some theories about what would he do, After he killed Zeke? Would he be pointless? Would he be despondent? And I really loved the panel. I don't remember where in the chapter where it was, where he was like, Mika says, stay with me here. We're the only ones left who can stop this. And I just think, there you go. There's your answer about Levi. Like, I feel like this chapter, even though it was set up, it did have answers. You know, it answered the Levi question, it answered a little bit about Connie. And John, you know, there were some small moments there that were really good. And Levi obviously cares about humanity, obviously Mm -hmm. still interested in doing what he can to save the world. So I was happy with that moment very much and and also extremely happy to see Levi and Mikasa working together again. I I love the Ackerman in action and it was a great moment for them.
2: Can somebody enlighten me as to why people care about the Acker talk so much.
1: <laughs> I think you have to be a Levi fan.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I'm a Levi fan. I love Levi. But yeah, I mean, they've always just, they're not an interesting duo to me. They work adjacent to each other, and that's good enough. Like, I, I don't think their dynamic is all that interesting,
3: but I'm sure people have their reasons for thinking that.
1: I agree. I don't quite get it either, so I'd like to know. <laughs>
3: I think if I had to put words to it, it's just that they're characters with a shared experience. They're characters who have an obvious parallel together. Levi is senpai to Mikasa in a lot of ways. I mean, their experience as Ackerman is so unique. Their biology is so unique. A lot of people have just been waiting for some explanation about that, you know, and especially with the chapter 112, Aaron's lies about how they're slaves, about You only follow me because you're programmed to. I think people wanted some obvious stated corrections to that and just an explanation to that whole acrobiology business. Okay.
0: Yeah. I don't think we'll ever get like how the Ackermans were created or anything like that. Like that's we we're mm-hmm. far past that point of that ever happening. I have a whole acker biology tag on my blog though, where it's like
3: <laughs> acker biology, acker. no answers. Just I just tagged it like that because someday I thought we would get some of those answers. Guess
0: what? We never did. Ha <laughs> What I did think was interesting was that Levi said that Ackerman cannot turn into Titans, like because uh, we just got the episode where they had the railroad scene, like they were constructing the railroad. And because I was like, "I'll inherit your Titan, Aaron," and they were like, "We don't even know if you can turn into a Titan," and now it's confirmed they can't.
3: I think that's super interesting.
0: Well, they are already are part Titan, I guess. So,
3: <laughs> so think about this. We got an ask from Ruby Gus: If the Titan curse were lifted next chapter, what do you think that'll mean for the Ackermans? I almost wish I hadn't read this one because it it does frighten me a little bit. Like if they are, let's just <laughs> say the Titan curse ends, Ackermans are part Titan. What does that mean for them? Do they just lose-
0: It means that Levi and Erwin can (laughs) be reunited in the afterlife you care so much about. I would say best
3: case scenario, they lose their power. (laughs) They lose their superhuman strength. Worst case scenario, Mm -hmm. they die with the mindless Titans. I don't think that's going to happen. Certainly not to Mikasa, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. Like- I mean, this is another one of those where I'm going to get my hopes up that we're going to get an answer because the Ackerman biology is different from the rest of the world, but I'll just throw it to you guys. If the Titan curse is lifted next chapter, what do you think that'll mean for the Ackerman?
2: I think they lose their Acker powers. And if that's the case, it's possible that Levi might die from his injuries. Yeah.
1: I personally don't think it will be addressed at all, but I confess I wouldn't be terribly upset if they both died wow I, I i i like the sort of doomed romance angle of that it's the ultimate tragedy
0: you also want Erin and mikasa to reunite I in would, the afterlife i would absolutely
1: face-up. unashamedly love that you know t- t- to <laughs> me they are they are erwin and levi you know, I would unashamedly love that.
3: Okay, Al, what about this cuz I know you're a huge like Avatar fan, Legend of Korra. What about Mikasa and Levi walking into the tree like at the end <laughs> to be reunited with Erwin and uh I don't know, before before Paths disappears and that takes be- everything with them. What if they choose willingly to walk into the tree to join whatever eventuality those others have?
1: I don't think Isayama likes me enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that kind of thing unashamedly. I love it, but I don't think I'm going to be that that uh, that pleased. I don't think anyone is going to get entirely what they want, but you never know. They are as linked to me as Irwin and Levi are to you. So it. So I. Yeah. I I, I would like the kind of dark poetic angle of of that link, no matter what people might wish, no matter what Aaron himself might have wished, just not being broken.
3: Hmm. So my one fear, of course, is Levi surviving and opening a tea shop with his wife. Yes. My one fear I, would be
1: Jean, <laughs> surviving, Kasser. getting
3: married to John Kirstein. And, oh okay. God,
1: no, I couldn't. And to be honest, <laughs> to be honest, I don't know how any John Kasser fan would want that anymore. Not after this. To me, it would be like, like Rose's future husband in the Titanic film, you know? Right. I just yeah. don't – I mean, maybe some do, and that's fair enough, but I just can't I, – I wouldn't want that if I was a Jean-, a Jean Cassa fan. Not now.
3: No, it really would feel like a <laughs> consolation prize at that point at best. It re-
1: it really would feel, to me, <sighs> disappointed. Because when that that happens to characters I like in a film or TV series or manga, it feels hollow to me. It's not what I wanted. It feels – Like, I'd be worried that the person would much rather be with the other person that they lost. But you never know. Uh, Everyone likes different things, and it is entirely possible that it happens still.
2: (laughs) Everyone does (laughs) like different things. If there's, like, some tender Aaron Mikasa reunion after this, I'm just going to be like, get out of (laughs) here. No. If Levi and Erwin reunite, I'm going to lose my ever-loving mind. (laughs) <laughs> we'll
3: talk more about Aramika Mika, though. It's an awkward one. It's awkward. It's, he's genociding the world. It's hard to have. I mean, yeah. All right. Well, quick question before we go on break. The renewed focus on Cliff Baby has us wondering, who do you all think the baby in the final panel is?
2: Historia's baby.
1: That's, that's clearly Mika's holding Aaron's severed head. She just keeps it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what the panel is. She just keeps it and like she pickled it or something. I don't know.
0: Okay. Luna? I'm leaning more towards cliff baby now.
3: And I think it okay. I mean I keep saying I think it's it's Grisha holding Aaron, but that means that there's Path shenanigans, but I'm gonna stick with Grisha holding Aaron.
2: I would love Grisha holding Aaron. Yeah, you know what? We are going to see Historia's baby. I don't know if that particular baby is Historia's baby, but I mean, we're going to see Historia and she's having a baby. So there is that. Oh, yeah.
1: In all seriousness, I, I think it's entirely possible that it is just the farmer holding the baby. And it's that'd be kind of a letdown, I'm sure, but I think that's still entirely possible.
3: That would be the classic example of nobody getting what they want, because I don't think there's a lot of farmer Historia shippers out there hoping for that either.
1: Well, (laughs) he did say that he wanted to hurt us all. So, you know, that doesn't mean just a particular section. (laughs) He wants to hurt us all.
3: That's true. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll be right back with the Aaron and Mikasa conversation.
0: everyone welcome back and now we're going to discuss I think the biggest point of contention among the four of us which is the Aaron and Mikasa storyline this chapter I guess you all know how I feel about that whole subplot <laughs> at this point but I'm mostly curious to hear what Al thinks considering he is the big Aaron Mika fan what did you think Al
1: I was surprised and I mean that in a good sense, because I always thought if this moment would, if this moment ever came, I would hate it, that it would ruin the manga for me. And like I said, a couple of years ago, when the theory started cropping up that uh, that um, Mikasa would have to kill Eren, uh, I think Crowin was the one that everyone remembers. He was the first person to say that. And I was one of the people that said, no, that'll, that'll never happen. Never happen. And then here we are. Um, so over the last year, maybe a little bit more, I've sort of got used to the idea has, as it's become more obvious that he is just an unstoppable force at this point. So I wasn't too upset. I enjoyed obviously the, the kiss. I liked that. <laughs> I liked the shared vision beforehand that I, I think I mentioned earlier that it showed that her possible solution wasn't perfect but it was another option that they could have explored i enjoyed that i liked that she had to force herself to do it and do it quickly so she didn't she didn't falter i liked that levi knew he could rely on her to do it and i very 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 much appreciated that she hadn't as some people want grown up and grown out of her love for Aaron because i think then that then it would just be not not meaningless but not as impactful i like that she ended his life loving him no less now than she ever did because it just shows that she will do the right thing and it's it is the the mark of pure pathos weight and selflessness that she that she did that despite how she felt about him, rather than him just being another person she vaguely cared about now. And I I love that it showed how how selfless she could be in doing that. But I also liked that, in a sense, you could also regard it as a mercy kill, in a way, because Eren is head on a spine held up by a few strings of tendon. (laughs) He's not responsive. He's not... He's not alive as such, so you could make that argument as well. So no, overall, I was, I was, uh, I was pleasantly surprised. And obviously, being a massive Erimica fan, the kiss, I had no issue with at all. It looked slightly weird that she was holding a disembodied head while she did it, <laughs> but I, I would put that down to the drawing angle as such. Mm,
0: but no, of course. Overall, that's that's I, the I issue with <laughs> the drawing angle.
1: <laughs> well. <laughs> it's hard to make such a thing look look entirely perfect.
3: <laughs> Al, I've said this a few times. Tell me if you agree with me. It was happening in parallel with what was happening in her dream world. She kissed him in both, yes?
1: Yes, I believe that to be the case very strongly.
3: Isayama chose to draw the creepy one because <laughs> it's Isayama. Yes. He could have drawn her kissing him in the dream world and then pulling back and showing... Her holding his head, it would have been the exact same.
1: I think that would have been better, but you know we.
3: we I mean, it would have been
0: that less Isayama though. That's, See, that's true. That's why I think it's not romantic love reciprocated.
3: But Luna, look at the picture. I mean, if you can stomach it, and imagine that it's <laughs> no, no, happening no. in both worlds.
0: That's what I think. That that he weird. has his eyes Let open, me finish. Let me and finish. then he closes them Let and puckers finish. up. Okay. Nope. <laughs> He he doesn't have... He's not puckering up.
3: Are we looking at the same panel?
0: Yeah, He's uh, not puckering up. No, but I do think like... I do think he has been more intimate with Mikasa in this dream than any time I've seen him uh, before with her, aside from that one scene where he said he would keep wrapping that scarf around her. But... I don't think, I think, you know, the flashback consciously ended at that point. Yeah. I, I don't see him puckering up. But maybe, maybe the final panel does look like that, actually, now yeah. that you mention it. Thank you.
1: <laughs> I think he loved her back, no question. But I can see why some people aren't quite convinced yet.
0: No, because I look at the panel like um, of Aaron. Like, the, if you look at the panel before and look at Aaron, he looks more forlorn than anything else. So he's depressed. Yeah. I and I think here he's more just happy that Mika says putting an end to him. And I thought he was just like has that smile on his face, but yeah, it I I could see how people could interpret it like him puckering up and it being Okay. reciprocate. As long as you'll give me that
3: cuz I'm not crazy here. <laughs>
0: like No. Forget
3: okay. forget that it's a head. And imagine this parallel you, scene. <laughs> Thank you, Al. Imagine this parallel scene, which you know is happening in the dream as well.
0: Yeah, that, in her. Yeah, in her dream, but that's
3: in their dream.
0: Well, that's in why I thought that... their dream, her dream, that Aaron <laughs> influenced. Mm-hmm. When do you guys think
3: Aaron entered this dream?
0: I think in the very beginning.
1: After her headache, just no. I don't. I don't think yeah. you could argue that.
3: Uh, the, well, the I guess the contingency of people who feel like this is all Mikasa's delusion that Aaron. Like I've seen some people say that Aaron is not present in the dream until the Titan, the till the bird flies over, for instance. That that's the moment Aaron joins her in the dream.
0: huh okay. Hmm. So she's just she suddenly has a headache out of nowhere, and she's in that dream.
3: But then I mean, at some
0: point, Aaron decides to join in actively?
3: Yes. Her her delusion was so powerful that it pulled Aaron in, apparently. That Aaron had to step in to basically stop it or, you know, to intervene because okay. her delusion was so powerful.
0: I, I'm going to go and, and say that's even crazier than him puckering up. <laughs> As a cafe,
1: <laughs> we're less crazy than other crazy people.
0: I, I wonder if he's like a chicken, like when you behead them, they still keep like talking. Like so, when he beheaded him, he just like puckers his lips.
3: When Gabby shot his head off, was he not still conscious in that split moment? Did he not immediately still have his path's existence? I don't I see mean, how this is.
0: A chicken is also a bird. He, he uh, wanted to be is. free like a bird, so. <laughs>
3: To me, it's I, I, everything. Everything about this was artistically framed to look reciprocal. The lips, the eyes closed, and the fact that it's happening I in mean, the vision as well.
0: I'm sorry. I'm which sorry. Aaron is a part of. I, I cannot see it as reciprocal when it's like a decapitated head. Like that—that's automatically like non-consensual to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. It just gives me the creeps. But but
3: that's because Isayama. I mean in Mikasa's mind she is still very likely experiencing both yes
1: yeah i, I don't think Isayama okay. would have drawn that if it wasn't reciprocal
3: exactly and and mm. Ymir would not be smiling at Mikasa's mm. delusion
0: mm. i think this is what what Mikasa wants obviously there's no denying that and i think Eren is giving her what she wants in a certain way but i think like the dream I think he could have shown both, like him kissing her first in the dream and then show the final panel. Well, he showed
3: him hugging her closely in the yeah,
0: dream. Yeah, yeah, that's why I say, say that they're more intimate than I've ever seen them. Yeah. So I do think that's there. But like I said, I I can feel the love that Aaron has for Mikasa, like, but I'm still not sure if it's like a romantic love.
1: I think that's always going to be something that's quite divisive. You've but
0: got- that, that's just up to personal interpretation because I've had this conversation with other ships before. At least in the chapter
3: poll, the majority, 60%, do think now at this point that it's a canon mutual relationship, 60%, uh, and then there's 30% in your boat that are calling <laughs> it love, although refusing to define it, and then 9% saying everything. Was Mikasa's delusion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do think it's, uh, it's sort of like shonen canon. Like, this is the shonen ship from this uh, manga, which it always gonna, was going to be, right? Well,
3: Al, you had said something. I know it's been a while in the Discord about a common motif with this relationship.
1: You could possibly be referring to the fact that it, w- it is not considered a bad thing necessarily in japan for Mika's feelings for Eren never to lessen as long as she ultimately did the right thing despite those feelings so some people especially a number of uh, western fans considered a relationship unhealthy that's subjective but in in japan I, i don't think it would ever have been in doubt that there was a sort of romantic link between them and that it it was always slightly more obvious perhaps to, to that audience than, uh, than certain aspects of ours.
0: Hmm. I kind of am curious what Zaflora thinks, especially because Elle mentioned that she never let go of her love for Aaron, despite what people, I suppose, in the Western fandom then mostly said. Um, so I'll agree with good on Mikasa for doing what she had to do despite her
2: feelings for Aaron. I'll say just on their relationship, I, I never personally read any romance on Aaron's side, which I know many, many people disagree with. But even back in, what was it, chapter 123, that exchange, I didn't see romantic intentions from Aaron. I've always thought that Mikasa has fundamentally misunderstood him and misinterpreted things that he's done. We've gotten many examples of that through the entire story. So that's, I mean, if any part of this is Mikasa's delusion, it's that. I
1: mean, I've been convinced that he loves her since chapter fifty, probably even earlier.
2: Oh, he loves her, but in what way? Yeah,
1: romantically. I've been convinced of that, but I can mm-hmm. I can definitely understand and see why not everyone does because it, it, these things are entirely subjective.
3: I just don't understand why Isayama would have drawn it this way if it wasn't the answer to that question. Why would he present it this way if we're not supposed to take it at face value?
1: That is how I feel. I think a lot of the moments between them are drawn uh, at face value. And a lot of Mikas' second guessing of the errand she knows or thinks she knows, some of it's potentially a double bluff. I believe quite wholeheartedly that he loves her back romantically, but it was always going to end like this because he always saw the world as doomed no matter what he did. So maybe he felt he couldn't act on that, or he was just being your usual shonen protagonist.
2: I mean, that's possible. I wouldn't, not dismissing that completely. I'm just saying that I had never personally read that from him, but I can see how you would. Um,
1: that's perfectly fair. I can see how you wouldn't. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's entirely subjective, you know?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a bond between them. They both feel love for each other, which I interpreted as different types of love from either of them. I talked about Mikasa misunderstanding
3: Aaron... To be fair, they all misunderstood Aaron. The only one that hasn't, so far, is Peek. Who I'm not Aaron's friend. Everyone else has been misunderstanding him too. I always like yeah. to think, Mikasa on that mm, particular. No, charge.
4: I, I
2: agree. Everybody has misunderstood him, except for maybe Historia. I think Historia maybe understands him, and that's not to say anything about the nature of their relationship. Only I've because been... he
3: confessed to her what he was going to do, and the others mm-hmm. have all been denying it. Yeah.
2: yeah, I mean, they've always kind of had an understanding. I think ever since the the cave scene or maybe before that when like after Amir left and they had their one-on-one talk shortly after
3: that.
1: You're treading Erihisu waters.
3: I know I've been accused. So I think Sephora maybe part of the difference. Like Al was saying is he's seen it as romantic since 51. Now I didn't because they were, I don't even know, 12 to 15 year olds, whatever, but starting in, in, 123. I thought that was definitely framed romantic. I just, I can't imagine why else he would be asking her that question.
2: Um, What I thought at the time, and what I still think is a possibility, is that he was sort of reality checking in a way. We've talked a little bit about how There are these possible AUs or possible other timelines that he's seen or other possibilities that he considered or other things that he may or may not have tried. And the feeling that I got from that scene is the same feeling I got from the scene when he asked about Sasha's last words, kind of checking, okay, which timeline are we on? Like, what, what path are we on right now? Um mainly because of the line shortly afterwards or everybody came and interrupted them and he said, oh, perfect timing. My interpretation of his face, I mean, I think Aaron certainly does care for Mikasa. I think he knows how important he is to her. And I'd agree with Luna that there was something about that scene, about him um, kind of wanting to start helping her let go of him. Is that what you were saying earlier, Luna?
0: Yeah, that's basically what I said. Yeah, what it comes down to. But if you take 123
3: and then remember that he still wasn't satisfied, it obviously wasn't fact-checking, Sephora, because when he later meets with Zeke, they're still talking about it, what his and Mikasa's relationship is. Mm -hmm. Mm. So I don't think he got... I I don't see 123 as pure fact-checking because... His conversation with Zeke. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, I do.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I think and he was. And he says
3: he said, and Zeke ends up saying, "Well, she protects you because she's liked you." I've never heard of the headaches either. You know, he's 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 defining the relationship in a way that Mikasa so didn't. So obviously, it was still taking up free real estate in Aaron's head. If yeah. it was just a quick fact check to see which timeline he was in. He wouldn't have gone to Zeke with the same concern.
2: Right. I don't think that's all it was. I think that was one aspect of that scene. Um, I think he genuinely was curious. Like, I don't think he understood where they stood. But that doesn't say anything about how he felt about it.
3: Why would he care?
2: Why would he care?
3: That much. Well, wouldn't you? I mean, I feel like I, I would want to know. I mean... I don't know. It just, it's, it's like how Mikasa feels about him has taken up a lot of free real estate in his brain Mm -hmm. that he's talking about it to her and then to his brother. And then, you know, trying to apparently Louise. So he's talking (laughs) about it to a lot of people.
0: I know, but Mm -hmm. that's because he does care about her and he's trying to kind of sense like how she feels about him at this point. And, He kind of wants to make sure that her feelings aren't too strong because it's going to hurt her more when he's finally gone.
1: I think, inarguably, one of the few solid factors here is whether you believe he felt romantically towards her as mom and I do, or he didn't as you two do. In either eventuality, he wanted her feelings for him to lessen, to go away. Mm -hmm. So that's like, that's solid. We can agree on that.
4: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: For the greater good, as he saw it.
0: Right. I am curious because at the beginning, I don't know if it was recorded or not, but you said that out of the two of you, (laughs) Mikasa was the bigger Aaron apologist. (laughs) 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 Do you want to elaborate a little on that?
2: Well, I think that remains to be seen because I still think that there's more to what Aaron has Done here and like what his intentions for all these actions were. So maybe I'll end up being an apologist. I'm not sure. <laughs> we just, Mikasa and I think about Aaron in very different ways. So it's kind of hard to compare. And we don't have the same information either. Like we've seen a lot of Aaron mm. and his inner workings that she hasn't seen too. I wouldn't call her an apologist and I wouldn't call myself an apologist. Does that make sense?
0: kind of I I, <laughs> I thought you would feel more similar to the way that I do in the sense that after all she's done like she was kind of denying the possibility that he would have to die until the very last second and even then she needs this alternate reality of sorts to kind of ease her through the motions of doing this mm okay. And she was literally the last person on earth who could do this because all the other titan shifters are fighting the worm and Levi is being held together by duct tape and strings at this point. So Mm -hmm. she really was the only one who could, there was no one else. Like when it finally came down to it, she was kind of more forced in a position by circumstances. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's weird. Like after all he's done, all the misery and pain he's caused to not think of him differently. To me, that's, that's strange and concerning. Mm. But th- you know, those are my feelings on that. <laughs> I know Al-, Al thinks it's nice that she, you know, she, <laughs> she didn't waver. Like her feelings <laughs> stayed the same, <laughs> but I feel a bit uneasy with that. <laughs> I mm. think love
1: is far too complicated.
3: I know. Like, I'm Team Al with this one. Like she knew what she had to do, and she did it. And you know, I love what Al said about how unselfish this is, because when I think about like Ackerman's protecting their liege, we've got that direct parallel with Levi letting Irwin go. That's a situation where Levi prioritized Irwin over the world, and here we have Mikasa prioritizing the world over the person she loves. And I, I just. I, I don't know. I just don't know how people could look down on Mikasa for this moment because it was such incredible strength. And I'm positive it was Yusuf Lora in a previous podcast or sometime Mm -hmm. who said that really anyone having to kill the person they love is a cruelty that nobody else has had to experience. Mm -hmm. And Mikasa didn't hesitate. Didn't she? No, she didn't. I mean, I don't know what people want from her. She got on the bird. She went, she exploded or had Levi explode the teeth. She went in there and she executed him. How can she be criticized for that?
0: I can't criticize her for that. It's not that I'm criticizing her at this point, but it's not like she didn't have her reservations even this chapter. She said it was all too much and she couldn't let go of him. And then there's the whole dream type sequence that kind of helps her through it. So I don't think this was fully out of her own volition. And to me, that makes it less selfish because it's not... A fully conscious choice, if that makes sense? Oh, I thought it was a fully conscious
2: choice. It was a, a last oh. resort for sure. <laughs> but I mean, I think her resolve is very clear when she pulls at that scarf and ties it around her neck and says, I'll do it. Everyone back me up. Like, look at her eyes there. She is, she's determined. She's doing this. And then she, from that point, she doesn't back down or hesitate. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, I think it was a very conscious choice to do what she had to do.
1: She was doing it either way. The vision was just a kind of last tender moment that he shared with her.
2: What she was having difficulty was was the fact that the last words she had heard were because I've always
3: hated you.
1: Yeah, he was taking that hurt Mm. away.
3: Mm -hmm. Well, her and Armin wanted to talk to him. They wanted one final conversation. They've been denied, denied, denied that. So it really was going to be a situation where his final words to her were, "I've always hated you," and. I think the real focus this chapter was that her headaches were bad enough that Levi was afraid she was going to pass out. Mm-hmm. So whatever was happening with her, I I think she gets a little bit of a pass if she's, you know, I mean, it, it does seem as though she's about to lose consciousness. And it's not just the pain of having Aaron die, it's the pain of this headache that she can't even see straight because of the pain of the headache.
0: Mm-hmm. I think this also ties in into like Monica Sos asked for us Mm -hmm. Uh, she asked what did you guys think about the Mikasa scene I saw some people talking about alternative dimensions but I just think she imagined it to convince herself to kill Eren this way she would have a better memory of him as you Al and Sephora just said I think yeah the headaches were also so severe indeed because I think she didn't want to do it and that's where Aaron had to kind of go into that, kind of intrude on that thought and show her this alternate uh, reality in a way. So you think Aaron wanted
3: her to kill him?
0: Yes. Yes. Al?
1: It's possible, certainly. It's it's very hard without this Aaron POV. We don't have... He, he always seemed so sure And his conviction was always his biggest character point. You know, his will to go forward and do the things he thought needed to be done. So I confess, I don't quite know why he would want her to stop him yet. But I I do think very much that, that that was the idea. He did give her the strength to do it, or helped give her the strength to do it. But I don't know why that should be at the moment.
3: I'm not convinced because I would be if he wasn't trying to urge her to forget about him. Like the fact that he wants her to forget about him and the whole thing with Louise, throw the scarf away, like he wanted pushing her away, pushing her away. I don't think a vision at the end to make to make her kill him fits none of that makes a lot of sense to me.
1: Doesn't, does it?
3: Why not? That's why I've
2: kind of considered the idea that Emir might be responsible for this too, or maybe them jointly, I don't know.
0: I think maybe this was kind of like the moment where Eren knew that Jig was up, like he knew he was going to die.
1: That's possible.
0: He knew at that point that Mikasa was the only one capable of killing him because everyone else was preoccupied with something else. So he already had this contingency plan of like her not hurting as much when he finally did pass, but now he had to intervene even more because she was the one who had to kill him. He,
1: it, it is it is entirely possible that he realised the jig was up and that he wanted it to, to to end like that.
0: Or maybe he planned it all along. I don't know.
1: It could have. It could have. This is why I need one three nine.
0: <laughs> we need one three nine. You've I. I still don't know if we're getting an answer. Like, this is like, he can see into the future, but what did he see? But what can he influence? I don't know. Will we get an answer? I don't know. Is it frustrating? Hell yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this was clearly the connection to the longest running mystery in the manga, chapter one, see you later, Aaron. Aaron, why are you crying? So we got the answer to that, which is very cool. And most people are really excited about that, but without Eren's POV like I was saying it's still a lot of questions about it it's an answer but it's not an explanation i don't think
1: i agree it's it's an answer but not an explanation
0: so considering this is a big callback to you know the dream sequence from chapter 1 was this, this was mikasa experiencing the same dream Eren did back in chapter 1 or do you think it was a different one i think it's a different
2: dream that are that's connected. My thought on Aaron's dream, the one that he woke up from in chapter one, was that it was all the events from that moment of waking to this, his moment of death. And so there was some crossover at the end there with what Mikasa was experiencing.
3: And I hesitate to think that because they were both called a long dream. There was a parallel drum between them. So maybe... Aaron had a little bit more but I tend to think that this dream and again those blasted headaches going along with it is a mutual something about it was a mutual experience.
2: Yeah, no I agree with that. I think there was some crossover.
1: I think it would was probably mostly the same, very 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 strongly
3: linked. We're supposed to think that because it's called a long dream and chapter 1 is a, They both said the exact same words. I feel like I just woke up from a long dream.
4: Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, but in this case, Mikasa's waking up from reality, like into the dream. And Aaron is waking up into reality. Like, you know?
0: Well, that's the thing. What is Mikasa's dream? Is it really a dream uh, or an alternate reality, as some say? Because it keeps uh, reminding me of the Lost Girls Light Novel from Mikasa, where she also has something that resembles an alternate reality. And no matter what she does, Eren is always going to die. Like, she cannot save him. So in there, they say, it's not a dream, nor an illusion or a delusion. It's not even a parallel world. Uh, What she has witnessed or experienced is a nameless something. Our soul left our body and straight into a nameless place that subsists in a separate time, a separate space. And so what they're saying is there is like a wish or a fantasy of some sort. I don't know what it is. Maybe there is no name for it considering they call it a nameless something. Well, I think now that we know it's called paths, because, I don't I think mean, it's paths, paths
3: never made sense to me as a name Paths. But if it is alternate realities alternate paths, then Paths makes better sense as a name.
0: Yeah, but they say explicitly say that it isn't a parallel world because it's Paths. Yeah, well, I guess you could say a separate time a separate space.
3: I mean, even Zeke said about Paths that like it that time doesn't exist the way we understand it. I, I feel like in 2014, Lost Girls was kind of setting up paths, which I, I know Isayama didn't write those novels. He didn't write any of them, but he's given nods to basically all of them. He's He gave oh, yeah. permission. He gave them, I mean, no regrets. He's fully integrated into the, into the mm-hmm. manga at this point. He's integrated bits of Annie's story as well. He gave them parameters for what they needed to do and what they could write about and greenlit them individually. It could be that 2014. This was an Easter egg. We didn't know it at the time. Something about pets. I don't know. We have to get an explanation for the headaches. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There must be somebody somewhere who's like cataloged all of Mikasa's headaches and the context and the time in which they <laughs> take place. And like, I haven't done that. I kind of want to go through and do it and see, like, okay, what I
3: can help you. Oh, I know excellent. a lot of them. Excellent. Okay. So well, the first one was when the walls fell. And when Carla died, and we thought, oh, she's losing her mother again. This is why she's having a headache. But then the second one is when she sees Louise and Louise's mother. And again, we thought, oh, how sweet. She sees a young girl and her mother. She's clearly thinking about her family again. (laughs) And then, of course, she has one later on when she sees Louise again. Louise is not just a girl with her mom, Louise is plot relevant. Carla dying. On that day was not just Mikasa losing her mom; it was the walls falling and the events of the world kicking off again. So I feel like looking at those headaches. We'd always assume she had one when Armin was about to die and Shiganshina on the roof. Mm-hmm. You know, and again mm-hmm. we thought, "Oh, she's losing her best friend."
2: Are they all like butterfly effect moments?
3: Yes, thank you. They are all butterfly effect moments, and I, I really do think whether we like it or not. All of this ties into the fact that there may be a time loop going on. Mikasa has experienced this before. She's seen Aaron die before. Aaron has tried all these different eventualities. I I don't like it, but I think (laughs) that when you look at the events, when you look at just the entire mechanism of the... I keep thinking this, Mikasa is not prone to memory manipulation because she is an Ackerman. She cannot become a Titan because she is an Ackerman. She Mm. cannot enter paths on her own because she doesn't have those Titan powers. And yet something has been interfering with her, sending her interference in the form of these headaches. Maybe the headaches are PTSD. I don't think so. I think this chapter, these headaches are something much bigger. This is something that's been going on since she met Aaron, and we don't know why yet.
1: hmm If Aaron has experienced all these timelines, and I mean not just seen them, but properly experienced them, that would certainly go a long way to how his personality changed so drastically.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, and this is probably a good time to mention that whole see you later, Aaron, that she says. That expression see you later in this instant is very different from the one that Levi said to Hanji when Hanji went off to die, that see you later that Levi said had no indication that they would ever see each other again. It would be like what I would say to you, Al, if you were on a mission to Mars and was never going to return. That's the see you later that I would, it's an insincere see you later. It's goodbye with finality. The see you later, Aaron, that Mika says to Aaron, both in chapter one and in chapter 138... Is literally go and come back safely. it's It's what I would say to you, Al, if you were going to go to the grocery store and I was expecting to see you in forty minutes, I would say that particular. See you later, Aaron. So again, that could be that Mikasa is now aware of a time loop or of alternate whatever. I also think it could be that it's directly addressing what she says just prior to that. Aaron desperately wants her to forget him. And she's saying she won't. So see you later, Aaron, could be the much kinder way of saying, I'm going to remember you. I'm going to see you later. Not in a in a negative sense, but as the person who saved me, which is also a potential. That's great,
1: to be honest. I, I love pondering that. I, I had no idea that was the case, that the translation was, was that way, but I love that.
3: Yeah. It's not hasta la vista, baby. That's for <laughs> sure. It's, it's very much go and come back safely. So whatever that means. And I can't help but think her, her near smile at the moment that she executes him. The fact that she knew where to find him in the mouth. I mean, I think more went on than what we saw, but are 45 pages enough to explain all of that? What do you guys think about the fact that she knew where to find him? He's in the mouth, Open it up. I will take care of this. Like, do you guys accept that at face value?
2: I mean, he had to be somewhere in the head because all that was left of him was the head, and then he kind of sprouted up from that, right?
3: I mean, from her vantage point, all she saw was a coloss was a colossal titan forming from the wreckage of the bones. I don't think mm. she saw the head.
1: Hmm. It's it's it. This is something that I thought was slightly weird, but I I dismissed it because I I was thinking to myself, how did they know that he was in the mouth? It's, that's not normally the case. How was, that, how was that known? And then I thought, well, it, it, I probably just missed something. And I put it out the back of my mind. But now that you've brought it up again, I've, I'm <laughs> thinking to myself, maybe there is something to it.
0: Maybe. Maybe she wanted to do the same thing she did with Reiner and just like go through the mouth to kind of blow him out of his nape. That's not what she says, though. What does she say? I don't see it. He's in the mouth. Like, she says it very definitively. Or he oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I miss that. Sorry. My bad.
3: Aaron, in the vision, says, I'm sorry. Or he says, forget about me. At that point, she closes her eyes. She wraps the scarf. She says, I can't. Mm-hmm. Aaron is inside the mouth. I'll do it. Everyone back
0: me up. Yeah. So. Okay, never mind. Then I don't know. I don't really care, honestly. <laughs> I don't think it's <laughs> that important. I don't think... There was some paths, plot shenanigans going on. It's just a convenience thing, probably. Because he only had 45 pages.
2: For what it's worth, I don't know if this will stay in or anything, but since we're talking about kind of the callback to chapter 7, when she was like, oh, if I die, I won't even be able to remember you, and how that kind of ties into this Iteresai thing. she's. I'm looking at it right now. She's specifically... Having memories of the moment under the tree when he wakes up mm-hmm. from the dream. Which, yep. Yeah.
3: Is da 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 da
2: da da. Tell me <laughs> it's not. So yeah, I, I I like that a lot.
3: All right, Saflora. Yes. Why was Emir smiling
2: at mm. Mikasa kissing
3: Aaron? That's a great question.
2: <laughs> uh. So partially, I think I already mentioned before. I think it's possible that she might have had a hand in kind of giving this vision to Mikasa and helping her along to do this as well, because this needed to happen. Um, So this is kind of like a a mission accomplished kind of thing. Um, This was the end goal here. Um, But also as was established in the last chapter, she values human connection. Armin is the one who identified that she seems to want to be connected to them there's an obvious callback to her backstory chapter, what is that, 122, watching the wedding. And just kind of this theme that we've got going on with her, this idea that's connected to her of human connection. So
3: I think that's certainly a part of it. Do you have any ideas? I don't know. Like, I think you and I mentioned this during the break. Like, if if this is a time loop, well... I am. I know Luna's going to groan. I am still open to the idea that if this is a time loop, that Emir did draw Aaron to her, that all the process was in motion to get hallucinogenia on its own. I mean, that they've tried. I don't know. I hate. I don't even want to say it because it sounds so stupid. Say it. But I love stupid theories. I know, but it's it's basically the theory that. They deliberately did this to have a better outcome, which is against Wrong. everything oh, I've yeah. wanted.
2: I know.
3: <laughs> it's against everything I've I've ever believed that Emir and Aaron are working together to save the world. That's what I've always believed. I know. I know, <laughs> That's why I wanted you to say it and not me, because now everyone's going to make fun of me. I
1: won't make fun of you. I can love that.
3: I know Luna hates it. I hate it too. Why do you I hate would it? Love it? Do you? Why do you hate it? I, I'm very sensitive to anything that would justify the genocide. Like, but I get it that, like in Muv Love, Love*, no matter what the protagonist did, things always got worse, and you know, eventually he just did the worst possible thing because that's what made it finally better. And I, I just, I hate. Of course, if this ends up with a time reset, if this is Grisha holding Aaron saying, "You're free," if if what Aaron and Ymir do. If it's deliberate and if it fixes the world, then I can't hate it, right? I don't know. But
0: right. it, you always said that this doesn't fix things. This that this was not the answer. Even if, if it's a time even reset. Even if they tried it. Yeah, but then it would happen all like something else horrible. A time
3: reset that stops the Titan powers from ever happening.
0: Right. But then would they ever all have been born? No. I, I don't know what what you will get with getting another time reset out of this. I know I know I know I just I don't think that's it at this point anymore. I don't I don't think it's a reset.
2: I mean I guess it's possible but
3: more like time loops.
2: Yeah, I always thought it would it was just like kind of a doctor Strange. I've seen all the possible outcomes. unfortunately, mm-hmm. this is the path we have to take for this ultimate.
0: Are Best we saying outcome. this is basically another Marvel movie? Is that what it's come down to? No. <laughs> with the Cringe ventures and the hallucinogenia being an Infinity Stone, and now Aaron being Doctor Strange,
3: there <laughs> has to be there has to be a reason why Historia went along with this. Yeah, and for it sure. can't be I support genocide because no, there's no way Historia would support genocide. I don't think she genocide. went along
0: with it. Then why did she stay silent? She's in on something. I don't think she is. I think her way of trying to rebel against Aaron was to get pregnant anyway. So, you know, she would have control over what would happen. But Aaron went along and did what he wanted to do anyway. And I don't think she could have stopped him.
3: Well, then she still has 10 months where she knows what his actual plan is and doesn't tell anybody.
0: Yeah, but she's also being surrounded by, like, the military. I don't think she could reach out to anyone. I think, I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt here.
1: I think that you, whatever happens, you really have to respect the fact that we're one issue from the end and we still don't know how it's going to end. Yes. That That is that is good.
0: Incredible. Yeah. yeah do you guys consider that something good? Because
1: it depends on how it ends.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, it's frustrating as hell, but I'm <laughs> intrigued and I'm looking forward to the final chapter just to see.
0: Because I'm kind of worried about, like, what the takeaway from this manga will be at the very end. Because I always thought it would be something along the lines of, like, you know, you have to keep moving forward, uh, no matter how tough things get. Or something like, the world is cruel but beautiful. But I feel like if things are going the way that I think they're going, that can't be it. If we get a mistype ending with, like, everyone, all the Eldians uh, dying except for the ones on Faraday and the main characters who still live, you know, having lost basically almost everything that they held dear to them. And plus Aaron basically genociding the majority of the world. I don't know. What, what do you guys think the message is at this point, or is there a message and is it more uh, showing, is it more the entire story? Like how there's this butterfly effect of things happening, leading to another thing. And, things escalating more and more.
2: That's what I've always thought. I didn't think there was going to be like a concrete message at the end. For me, it's always been like all of these. I mean, there are so many themes in this story. And that's kind of been the messaging all along. And we don't lose that no matter what happens in the end. I think each of the characters kind of embodies a a different message. And I, I guess I could go into that a lot more. But that's that's kind of a huge tangent. So Mm. what are you most afraid of for the end? Like what, what message do you think it might be sending that you, you don't want to see?
0: Maybe if it's like, if it's about, yeah. So the fact that there is more like, it's up to the reader's personal interpretation, whether something is good or bad or what the message might be. I feel that makes it a bit hollow in a way because it, you cannot show these cruel horrible things and then not show um, Aaron's point of view or whatever he you know his thought process but still expect the readers to make like some sort of informed decision on how they feel about the story mm. and the message that it sends so it kind of hinges for you on how much more of Aaron's POV we get not necessarily it's more I, I don't want to feel like it didn't mean anything. Like he wasn't trying to. Like for Momtaku, I know she wants this story to very much go towards being anti-war. Mm. And if it if it doesn't take a standpoint on anything, I'm not saying it has to go a specific way, but then it feels like a rather hollow story, especially if the ending ends up, like I said, it did, like on a more uh, bitter than sweet note. Mm. Because I feel like now we're going to words like you have to sacrifice your greatest desires for the greater good, mm. which is I think something like they did in this said in the survey core in the beginning, like you have to give up what you hold dear the most to for the good of humanity, something like that. I don't ex- I don't recall exactly what it was, but Shinzo says, "Right, yeah, you have to throw away your humanity to save humanity, but." Not, not quite like that, but something, some something too, too sour and depressing, or either hollow and meaningless. That's what I'm afraid of for the ending. Gotcha.
2: Yeah, that's fair. For me, I guess the meaning of the story has been, well, a lot of things, but largely the senselessness of it all. Like that's kind of been the point. And one of the big takeaways has been that. Every horrible act has been seen as completely necessary by the person who did it. Just really highlighting a, a lack of communication, a lack of understanding and a lack of goodwill, which interestingly has been reflected in the fandom, too. I think it's, it's just an interesting reflective tool in general, this story. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've <laughs> valued it for that, you know, among uh, many other
3: things. It has been amazing how everybody sees what they want to see in this story. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets a different message. It's amazing how I remember the um, – I don't know if you guys saw it. There was a new video this last two weeks about, again, bringing up the fact that Attack on Titan, ugh, yeah. the whole alt-right part of it. Yeah. And this particular person saw it as completely analogous to World Will 2 and – The conflict that the Eldians were Jews, that it was a one to one correlation, which is complete nonsense. Like, this is a Japanese manga written by a Japanese mangaka that borrows from Norse mythology and borrows from World War II and the Asian political climate. And, you know, every person I've talked to, no matter where in the world, which this series has certainly given me a lot of insight into people throughout the world, mm-hmm. have been able to take Attack on Titan and make it about their culture, about something that happened in their past, about something unique to their portion of the world. And so this this, this YouTuber who did this Made it a very Western take on the series, mm-hmm. which is fine because the series is a chameleon like that. The people in the Balkans can read it about the Balkan conflict. The Koreans can read it about the Korean. I mean, everybody takes from this series. It, it's it just it it speaks so much to human nature and to the senselessness of things that happen and you know how people are treated sometimes horribly, oftentimes horribly. Who are different? I mean, I I read it and I see the AIDS crisis of the 1980s. Like, that's my mind always goes Mm -hmm. to that, which is crazy. But it's a slate for us to kind of put our particular interests and traumas on and find meaning. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's a talent, but it is going to be an open ending and amazing that we, you know, when you talk to somebody who sees the series very differently, I have spoken to a few fascists. (laughs) about the series. And they are firm in their belief. Nothing I say will ever convince them that this is not pro alt-right media. So what Mm -hmm. do I do? Yeah. I don't know that I've ever been involved in a series that was that much of a chameleon that people could literally turn it into whatever message they wanted.
2: I think some people are more frustrated by that, but it's something that I have loved about it just because it really has been an interesting tool for observing people yeah sorry Al go ahead
1: no, I, I was just saying that the point about um, you can apply your own mental spin on it is is so correct it's like mom said she, she sees aspects of the 80s AIDS crisis there and I and I see exactly what she means mm-hmm. the moment she said it I mean to me it, if I wanted to I could compare parody to To my own country during the early years of the second world war when it felt like it was alone against a big evil foe across the water if that makes sense but along with that that kind of chameleonic thing you take the good with the bad and that means you get a few a few eye-raising takes along the way and that unfortunately is the price of such a chameleonic story
2: but I don't need to, the story to make a definitive statement about that personally. I can understand. I can certainly understand why people would, but I just find it very interesting the idea of people just bringing whatever viewpoint they have to it, and like seeing all the many different ways that it can be applied. You now I'm just being redundant.
3: But <laughs> I'm in the camp that does find it frustrating mm-hmm. to a degree. And probably because, and it doesn't bother me as much now as it did, but that constant charge of the series being pro Nazi, or what, like, I personally got exhausted by that. And I occasionally get Anon asks about that on my Tumblr blog. And so, like, last year, I, somebody asked me if it's happened to me. And the answer to that is yes, very, very much. Like, 63 times last year in my inbox when I search, there's somebody calling it Nazi propaganda and questioning. My involvement in the series, so I care a lot less now than I did in 2016 when this was the absolute conversation topic and when there there were definite concerns about it. But the Porygon article and this YouTube video, and you know, there's this constant refrain of I shouldn't care, and I mostly don't, but I just find it exhausting that I have to defend the series in that way. Mm-hmm. I think people should just read it themselves, and see what they think. Indeed.
1: It is, unfortunately, the price of many fandoms. I mean, the, the first one that popped into my head was Lord of the Rings, and that gets similar accusations thrown around about it. So I think it just goes with the territory of having a world-famous franchise. It's You're going to get all sorts of takes
3: but it's more good than bad. So I have learned so much. I remember like three years ago, somebody from Nicaragua reached out to me about when um, Levi chokes Historia and the fandom, this was when that was actually happening. The fandom was outraged by this. Like The Western fandom was totally outraged by this. Then I had somebody from Nicaragua contact me and say, no, you know, I've grown up in a political environment where I would strangle somebody too who had the power to change and didn't and refused. And, you know, I wish I had the power to be that person. Like it, it just, it was so personal to her. You know, we're looking at it as a grown man strangling a 15 year old. She's looking at it as a cowardly 15 year old with the power to save the world refusing to do it as somebody who's lived through political turmoil her whole life. And I have loved that about the series, getting to meet people and getting to see how it speaks to them and what lessons they draw from it. thats That's been part of the magic. Mm-hmm. It's worth dealing with a few fascists for that.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's funny too, to see people in real life fall into some of the same traps that these characters do too, just in terms of how they think about other people and how they address conflict and the conclusions that they jump to. It's, it's just very interesting.
3: Well, we do have, I guess that finishes our chapter discussion. I mean, I, I know that this is a lot of, I don't know, this is probably the most difficult chapter to talk about being that it's the penultimate one. You know, everything hinges on next month. And, uh, you know, I'm glad I'm in the camp of those that enjoyed it. And I hope the payoff is great. But we do have some more asks. And I'm, I, Sephora, I don't know if you've looked at the document or not, Mm -hmm. but this next one, I feel like you're going to love it. Okay. I don't know if you've seen it or not. So Kaylee SNK says, not really a question, but something interesting I read on Reddit and not sure if you might consider it a coincidence or Isayama trolling the fandom. Basically on chapter one, on the see you later scene, there's a page number on it, 13, As far as I know, it's the only page in the entire manga that has a handwritten page number on it, 13. Two pages after that, there's a panel with the year 845. If you put these two numbers together, you have 13845. On chapter 138, that see you later scene is again repeated on page 45. So page 13 in 845, Is see you later, Aaron, and then in chapter one thirty eight on page forty five is see you later, Aaron again, and I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but isn't that crazy? It is crazy, Uh, and you know
2: if if I were to find myself in the mood for you know donning my tin hat, which I which I sometimes do, uh, this would be particularly exciting. Uh, It does kind of support the idea of the, the time loop, um, or like what I was saying earlier of his dream being all those intervening moments. But that would be pretty insane if things were planned out like that. So <laughs> I don't know what to make of it. I It does tickle my brain in a pretty satisfying way, but I'm not going to put too much stock in it.
3: I'm holding volume one in my hand, and I am flipping through volume one. And Nat 13, On that page that says, See you later, Aaron, is the only page number in the entire volume. And it is 845. It is 845, page 13. See you later, Aaron. And now we have. How could Isayama have planned it, though? I know. (laughs) That's the thing. Al, do you have any thoughts?
2: It is
1: not terribly difficult to plan such things as long as you're completely aware and, and solid of how you want it to go. It is it is an amazing coincidence, if that's all it is.
0: I think it is, because didn't Isayama say over and over again, he wanted he thought the manga would be over much sooner?
3: But maybe that he knew. I, I, I The fact that there's a page number, like I'm literally holding the volume in my hand flipping. There is not another page number in this entire... Tankuban. No,
0: th- maybe maybe the number a 13, 13, 13 had a meaning like because they all lived 13 years. Maybe it's like an Easter egg towards that. I don't have the volume, but it says two pages after there is a panel with 845.
2: Right after the end of his dream, like he wipes his tears and that's like end scene. And then we get a view of the tree with the nine branches and then walking away from the tree right after that, right? Am I remembering that correctly?
3: You are. So it's literally just the it is the scene. The see you later words are on page 13, and then it indicates that it's 845. Which I just I've randomly talked about grabbed this
2: several times about how like that's such an arbitrary number. Like, why is this specifically year eight forty-five? And I was looking at it from the perspective of like, well, what was the event at year zero? Like what are we dating from? But, oh, like, right, I've I remember that, that conversation. Yeah, but yeah. I've always thought that 845 must have some significance other than just like establishing a timeline for the rest of the story. But this is pretty wild, if that was the...
0: Maybe it once did, and it didn't make it to the final cut, so Tsuyama decided to do it like this. <laughs> Well, okay.
3: So, well, I don't know if you guys can hear me moving in the background. My volumes are all on a bookshelf. So I've just quickly went and grabbed six more. There's not a single page number. I grabbed volume two, volume three, volume 15, and 16. Did the same thing and flipped. Not a single page number on any of those. Are we sure that it's page 45, that this last Sea era? Air? Yeah. It's the mm-hmm. final page of the manga. See you later. Or the the final one, I think, is, yeah, 46. I put in my... Uh... Looks away okay so yeah i just i can verify that this is absolutely one three eight four five i wonder how many lies yusuyama has told
2: us you know if you want to tell a good lie you mix in the truth right (laughs) i know oh
0: like freckledy mirror is important to the story (laughs) maybe she is who knows
3: (laughs) we have 45 pages left
0: (laughs) (laughs) good luck with that
3: Our next ask comes from Enrico on Twitter. And they write In the podcast discussing chapter 137, you mentioned something roughly along the lines of We are not as invested as we were before in this story, but are now simply observing how this will end. I think we've all expressed that again this chapter, too, haven't we? Yeah. Yep. It goes on to say I did understand this sentiment, but chapter 138 pulled me back in strongly. What about you? Um, I think the answer, well you guys can answer this for yourself. For me, I'm just as invested as I was before. It hasn't changed anything. Did anything in this chapter particularly excite you, I guess?
1: Yeah, the I did not, well I I always expect the Eren and Mikasa stuff. That that is all that's always my primary interest. But that that was going as I might have expected it to go you know, here and there. And I I'd still have some hope for that. But one of the things that really, as I said earlier, I think, made me lean forward in my seat a bit was everyone else being titanized. And that really pulled me back in, I'll tell you that. That was such a shock as far as I was concerned. So I'm, I'm properly invested in what happens there as well, that's for sure.
3: What about you, Laura?
2: So... I am simply observing how this will end. Uh, nothing about this chapter made me really emotional. I can't say it pulled me back in because I have been very invested in seeing how this is going to end. And I am still there. I'm dying for the next chapter. I've been dying for the next chapter for, you know, a
0: year. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and of course, Luna, answer you... Uh- we're less interested than ever. So
0: Yeah, I'm it's good that there's only one chapter left. Cause ha- after I read this chapter it was like if if there was still like twenty chapters left, I would have dropped the series now. Uh. <laughs> Which is like, okay, what's gonna happen to the podcast then? But you know, <laughs> we're at the end almost, so I'll I'll sit it out. <laughs> it will be like Dexter. I don't know if you guys ever saw that show, but Yeah, bits. That Has, that ending was. Mm. Oh, I never saw the ending. Oh, don't it 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 won't make you any happier. Yeah, I won't. Stay I, away
2: from it. I've, I haven't seen Game of Thrones, and I won't now because I know that ending was disappointing. I yeah, I. <laughs> uh. Has anything in this conversation changed your thinking on anything at all, or improved your opinion of any aspect of it?
0: I'm not as like in my emotions as I was when I first read it. Like, okay. I, I really disliked it. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like trying to see other people's persec- perspectives more and like
4: mm-hmm.
0: speculate on what could still happen or what we will still get mm-hmm. or what the intentions of were from uh, Isayama regarding yeah. just what everything. story are we being told? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's where I am at this point. But, um, yeah, like you, I wasn't really emotionally drawn in with this chapter, unfortunately.
1: Sorry, i just like to clarify. I wasn't emotionally drawn in further. Um, I was emotionally invested in Eren and Mikasa, obviously, but that was my only emotional investment. I was excited by everyone turning into Titans. It wasn't an emotional thing for me, but it really, it was an, ad- an adrenaline thing, If if, mm-hmm. uh, if that makes sense.
3: I, I would say again, I was, I was like Al, like it, it, it kept me entertained, and, uh, and now that we've been discussing it, usually after our chapter discussion, I like the chapter better because I see things I haven't thought of before. Mm-hmm. After this chapter discussion, I'm frustrated <laughs> because there's so much we still don't know, but I'm also excited again because maybe we're going to get some of it. You know, I, I don't know, I'm more excited. Okay. The uh, Enrico goes on to say, and uh, Safla, so I don't know if you have your volumes, volume two. hes I, I don't mean to keep gendering this. They write, the mantis butterfly foreshadowing to the end of this chapter is extremely obvious in hindsight, but something I never saw in theories. It reminds me again of how good Isayama is with this stuff. And of course, this chapter was extremely emotional. So let me tell you about the mantis butterfly thing. What so chapter I have my is this? Volume, uh, it's volume two, chapter episode uh, six. So starting on page 39, Mikasa is watching Aaron about to die. There's the thumping, thumping, thumping from where she's scared. She's screaming, I can't. And then she says, I remembered I'd seen this scene before over and over. Now Aaron is being held up against the wall by one of the murderers who's about to kill him. I remembered I'd seen this scene before over and over. And then she sees the mantis and the butterfly that's right, this world is cruel and beautiful. And she sees all these examples in nature of things being dead, a mantis eating a butterfly, her father bringing home a game bird, and so on. So again, the fact that she said, I've seen this over and over as Aaron is dying, she's equating it to the natural world where death happens. But it's at that moment that she becomes perfectly lucid and fight, fight, fight starts pulsing through her brain. So it's interesting. I mean, I'm not sure I'm going to sit down and write a 40-page theory <laughs> on it, but this is when Mikasa got her powers. i telling you, man, time loop.
2: <laughs> I would not say that that foreshadowing is extremely obvious, but it's like many things, something that Potentially takes on a different meaning when you go back and read it with a new context. Yeah, extremely obvious would have meant we should have been able to see this coming when we read that chapter.
3: Enrico then goes on to talk about all the things in Paradise that we don't know about, like what's going on with Keith Shaddus, and if the Alliance wins, do they even have a home anymore? Is Jaegerus control of Paradise? And and this is something that i've been thinking about too it's 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 way too much to be tackled in one chapter there's a lot of information left do you guys think we're going to get any information on the political state of paradise or any epilogue of any i mean in 40, 45 pages in
2: 45 pages i hope not because there are things i'm way more interested in than that such as i just want aaron's point of view well either from <laughs> him or like getting it filled in by Historia. Like, that's what I care about. Um, If that can be resolved and explored in a satisfying way, plus maybe a little glimpse of what's going on on parody, then fine. But I don't need it
3: personally. We did a write-in, usually in the chapter poll, we give people multiple choice. What do you most want to see? Next chapter. And this time we thought that would be a little, it would be better just to let, one chapter left, let them write it in. Aaron's POV is like over and over and over. That is what people chose to write in. That is what the fandom wants to see. So you are not alone in that. Yes. Like it's literally everybody over and over. Aaron's POV. Aaron's POV. In his death throes. 2,141 responses. Most of them are Aaron's POV. Because
2: <laughs> that's where the money is. That's That That tells us everything.
3: I I would like, I would love to, I don't know. I would love to know all of this, but if I had to prioritize, I feel like this would be on the bottom of the list as well for me. While I am very curious. Our next Twitter ask is from Shrooms Loco. Do you think Paz will play an important role in the final chapter? And how do you think Aaron's POV will be (laughs) contributing to his chapter?
2: Will Paz play an important role? Yes. That's what this whole thing has been about. And if it's shown, how do you think Aaron's POV will bring a conclusion to his character? Like, they mean, how will it be shown? Because I, I, I can kind of imagine a couple of ways. So one I think I might have mentioned earlier, like, especially given the fact that in chapter one, like after the 845, and you see child Aaron kind of like walking away from the tree or whatever, and people have many times made connections between that tree that he was sleeping under and the tree in paths. Um, Like, I, I think it's possible we might see kid Aaron there in paths by the little tree thing. And as that world is kind of falling apart, kind of, we, we see the missing pieces. What I hope that would show is that this has all been for a purpose other than, you know, retribution, anger, revenge, um, hopelessness, that kind of thing. That, that, that's what I want for him. I want him to have done something meaningful, and I want him to rest in that. Alternatively, we might get those pieces from Historia, which I think I might have also mentioned before. I still think there's a reason her name was Historia.
3: It's a weird name. Do <laughs> you have anything, Al? How much more of Aaron do you think we'll see in the final chapter, Al?
1: I think that we, 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 we've got to either get either his POV or his story at, um, speaking on his behalf. Anything else would just not be right.
3: Or Armin, actually. I, I think him and Armin get another moment. I, he's got to get a moment with Armin. This doesn't end without... Yeah. I like what, was it you, Siflora, who said that Armin gets his past moment next? Yeah, I think he will. I think he will. I think so too. Yeah. So maybe that's how they do it. Okay. Our friends at Podcasts a Los Titanes. How badly did I murder that?
0: Not Are they badly. the Brazilian podcast? I think so. Then probably it's podcast uh, Los Titanes or something I don't know Portuguese is also a mystery to me I don't know (laughs) (laughs) we
3: could ask Renan Um, they wanted to know our thoughts about the final chapter title do you think it could be called something like the story you started relating to Grisha Aaron and Ymir do you guys have any predictions about the final chapter title I think we also asked that in the poll
0: yeah Hmm. did you guys um, fill that in I didn't
1: No, did I. Sorry. But I like that title they suggested.
3: I do like that. So looking at the write-ins, most people have said either a play on the whole 2,000 years again, like to you 2,000 mm. years ago. I, my guess was that it was going to be something with the 2,000 years. Uh, and freedom has been written in
4: quite mm, a scanning kind of
3: list quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, freedom, you are free. Uh you Are Free, Yeah. yeah the Boy I like that Who Sought too. Freedom, Free At Last, New Beginnings. There's a lot of ideas here. Mm-hmm. Lots of – everyone seems to think it's going to be – oh, somebody else has suggested The World the Boys Saw, which would be a playoff of The World. <gasps> oh, the, I love that. That I, I like. I love that. Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like that one.
3: The World mm, – I think I do too. I'm going to adopt that one, The World the Boys Saw. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: I uh, I think I went with uh, a word from the latest uh, anime opening, Regeneration. Mm. Destruction but, and Regeneration. Regeneration. We've you had the destruction. The now we need the regeneration. Mm-hmm. Or to keep it like in Final Fantasy terms, A Realm Reborn. <laughs> so, Zeke Sandcastle, also known as Clorox, who works on the Uh, chapter uh, fanlations for Liberio Linguists uh, sent us a very long message on Twitter. uh, I'm kind of paraphrasing it. Um, He says I've always been extremely anti-rumbling and I've always disliked that it was the only choice kill or be killed bruh talking point and for that reason I found the last page shocking after all it's the poster girl of the series displaying explicit affection to a character who just committed genocide how can I hear your tea?
1: <laughs> Red- themes of redemption are common throughout fiction, and it often it doesn't actually matter what they've done or how many people they've killed. I mean, another one that leaps to mind is Vegeta from everyone's first anime, Dragon Ball Z. But again, there's also the fact that you don't choose who you love and why. It's she's still doing the right thing, and. You can't, I've been fortunate in my life that I've never had to deal with this kind of pain, but you can't choose who you love or or you can't choose to stop loving them. The only thing you can do is make sure your actions are the right actions. So that would be my feeling on that.
3: I have seen other people think that Aaron got off a little too easily and that this series has been too sympathetic to him. But I've always, I mean, I agree with that to a degree, but I also understand too, like the actual parents and loved ones of serial killers somehow manage that separation in their brains as well. They still love the person while hating what they've done. Mm-hmm. So it never seemed unreasonable to me that Mikasa would still love him. I mean, I, like Al said, I've never been in a situation like that, but if if something absolutely horrific happened, if if someone I loved did something horrible, I, I would probably still always love them. But- I, I share a lot of what this person says as far as feeling a little uncomfortable with how it's been portrayed.
0: I don't think it was necessarily distasteful because it's kind of goes along with how Mika's character has been all along, like she's holding on to Aaron. I feel that the whole journey up until this point is a bit weird because I mean, I would at least look at people differently. If if I had a romantic sort of love for them, let's say I w- that that would that love is not unconditional in my opinion, as opposed to maybe uh, a child or a sibling would be, even if they've done horrible things. I, t- yeah, that she still felt more or less the same way about him, even after all he had done. Like, it's kind of like saying condemn the sins but not the sinner. It's very yeah. It makes me very uncomfortable, let's just say that. Uh, I feel, I would feel better if she had taking a stronger position. Mm. I've
2: always thought that was a pretty odd take, that any part of this was being portrayed positively, or that Aaron was being portrayed as a hero and not an absolute horror. That's always seemed very clear to me.
0: I mean, yeah, all, I agree with that. But this then the takeaway from a lot of people hasn't been has been exactly that, right? Right, and
2: that's kind of what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, people can have bad takes, and they're allowed to. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it's a thing that happens. Um, people can be bad at interpreting things. I've 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 certainly made my own mistakes on that front.
1: It is complicated and I think a lot of, I think there's a certain degree of of, of slight misunderstanding here. Um, Aaron's actions are not supposed to be portrayed as positive, but there are a lot of people who view them as positive and in the fandom, I mean. And that's a mm-hmm. different thing. Um, those are just a collection of bad takes.
4: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> the, the people that shall not be named. Yeah. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean he's being portrayed as positive it just means people are reading the wrong things into it either to because they think it's funny or something like that you know
3: this person i think they feel like so i have made similar statements that isayama's handling of the genocide wasn't the best not letting armin and hanji elaborate on the 15 15- 50 year plan showing flock as being just, you know, by making this kind of kneecapping the survey corps, making them look like idiots while flock and Aaron look like they've got all the answers. So yes, I agree. They're they're, there. Yes. And, but I think too, that this person is more bothered that those, that there are still people out there saying it's the only choice. It's kill or be killed, bro. Like that's their take of this manga, you know, and that that's coloring Isayama's handling of the genocide a little bit, because if people are still able to get that take, Isayama didn't do his job. I have felt that way to a small degree. So I'm very sympathetic, very sympathetic to this take. So what makes me feel better, Zeke's sandcastle, is that at this point the people that feel that way, the people who say it's kill or be killed, bro, they're suddenly abandoning ship, jumping off the story. They're not acknowledging Aaron as Aaron Yeager anymore. It's now what Aaron Yogurt? Is that what they're calling him? <laughs> like they feel so betrayed by this story that I think we got. I think I think we won. You know,
5: um, Aaron Aaron Yogurt is the hey Polka. The Cassa imagined version of Aaron Yeager. Uh, Hello. That's, that's that's from what I can tell on Titan Fog. I don't really get it either.
0: It's uh, Aaron's Soy Yogurt, right? Like the Soy Boy version of Chadron?
5: Uh, I think I think every every fan base has its own name for it. It's weird. Like just the English fan base is so fucked that they have Aaron Yogurt. But <laughs> I, I read somewhere that the Chinese call him something like basically calling him a Soy Boy, and the Japanese also have basically calling him a Soy Boy,
3: oh just God. in their own like
5: <laughs> native uh, tongues.
3: That's funny. <laughs> Don't you think that the people who've had the attitude – Okay, Polka, you will know this. Yeah. The people that have taken this series as Aaron, Aaron is a hero. It was kill or be killed, bro. He's doing the right thing. Aren't most of them really angry at this point? Are there yeah. any of them who are not angry except for Kiko? Most of them are pretty furious. Am I right?
5: Uh, furious, I wouldn't say. I think everyone everyone felt cheated. Isn't It wasn't that they believed that they – we're going to get this epic-based genocide as the only way option. I think they viewed it as, oh, this is going to be some. Well, that they view it is that they want this like complex, like nuanced ending where Eren does this big dying monologue and, and 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 then you know he just dies and then this big epic death sort of thing. But what they got instead is they sort of got this. What they like to call the Marvel ending, or, or I, I think there's a bit of truth to. It. I think Asiyama uh, does like a bit of Marvel, and so you get this all the big, all the good guys, the quote unquote good guys, join together and defeat the bad guy sort of thing. And they don't like that idea. They think there should be more. That's why they're always rooting for Jean to switch side or something, so there would be a different. But I don't know. I'm I, I, I can't really talk for these people. I'm not that deluded, so. <laughs>
3: interesting well, they're not happy either so yeah. nobody's happy anymore apparently <laughs>
2: well you know after the last episode the last episode was children of the forest right
3: yes so Perfect timing i mean that
2: that was the speech that kind of shut down or at least provided a counterpoint to the kill or be killed attitude right it was saying look the world is killer or be killed and ain't it a shame like let's try not to make it that way right
4: hmm.
5: i think i think yeah but i think that you, I just I don't know I think there's a an argument to be made and you can make the argument and then you start treading on some very thin ice if you start making that argument and uh I'd rather just sit back and uh read the rest of the manga and be done with it, <laughs> to be honest <laughs>
4: yeah I, I will know.
1: say one thing I it's a slight criticism I suppose I think that if Isayama had done a maybe a slightly more thorough job of making the rest of the world more sympathetic, there would be a few less Jägerists. Mm-hmm. Because the rest of the world looks horrible. <laughs> and, we're, and There the, are the not yeah. no
3: capons in this manga. We need more there, yeah. there, young capons. There,
1: are, there are absolutely not. And I think the message is that even though the rest of the world looks horrible and cruel, it's still not right to genocide them. Well, obviously it's not. But I, I think if it did look a little bit less cruel, we. the
5: the Jaegerist faction might not have been quite so strong in the fandom. Yeah, I I think that... You could if, if Heinrich Himmler was like had a six pack and was pretty hot, I think there'd still be there'd still be fans of Heinrich Himmler around today. Well I know, Yeah, I, I
1: mean you show someone a picture of young Stalin and they suddenly don't care all
5: about what he did. Yeah, like they go young Stalin, oh my god, kawaii and then they just you know they wanna go kill twenty million people. You know, they're gonna liquefy the Kulaks because Stalin be so hot. <laughs>
3: I don't uh, think we're going to top that, Luna. I think we can end it there. <laughs> so one final question for everyone. And I think we I think I know the answer for Siflora and Al, but let's say it again. <laughs> what do you want most from the final chapter of this series?
2: Aaron POV and possibly an Armin moment.
1: Uh, I'd agree with that. Alan? Aaron POV or Historia... I mean, whatever. Just as long as his motivations are explained, I'll tell you what I don't want, and that's I don't want a time skip epilogue. I think yeah. I think we gotta we gotta conserve
5: pages here, so I, I don't want that.
2: Seconded,
3: Polka.
5: Yeah, Aaron POV. But I'd like to at least like see some. Uh, I mean, I, I can okay, Aaron can do his big global genocide shit. Like, sure, go for it. I don't care, but what he should at least do is recognize at the end of the day that he's killing the people that he's doing all this shit for so you know how um he's like oh, i'm doing it for my friends and then he's he's titanized gene and connie flocks dead because of his actions hanji's dead because of his actions probably some others are dead that he actually enjoys being around are dead because of his actions I, I at least like him to acknowledge that when he loses inevitably um I don't know. I would quite like a, a, an epilogue, but I just can't see it happening in one chapter. So, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. with. I'm with.
4: Hmm. I
5: would rather them conserve pages. I think they should, if there's an extra chapter, then they could do an epilogue. Because that's what I'd say I'd love to see. I always like seeing that in uh, media, but hmm. that's just my opinion.
0: I want the end of the Titan Curse hmm. and a satisfying ending for Reiner. I don't want him to find happiness in death.
5: <laughs> no, but ending but, the Titan Curse is just like bullying Reiner at that stage. Like you're just saying that, oh, you're 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 in pain, or oh, have fun for the rest of your life. Goodbye, <laughs>
3: <laughs> Lena, How would you feel if Reiner gives Gabby his power at the end, so that she can transform? I, I,
0: I feel like it's likely, and it's probably if he has to die, then probably. I'd rather have him do it because he wants to save someone than because he wants to kill himself. Yeah. And I hope Karina dies. I hope somebody kills her before they end the Titan Curse. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that bitch. Oh. So I guess for me,
3: I just I I'm kind of a little bit with Poco there. I, I really wanted an epilogue and I just finished watching Full Metal Alchemist again. And I know mm. it's a different series, but I enjoyed that epilogue so much. I enjoyed just a little bit about what happened to everybody, and I don't think we're gonna get that. Minus the mustache. Minus the mustache.
0: We can always hope for getting one in like the anime adaption. Maybe. Well, Polka is here for our quick fire round, so Polka, I will turn this
3: over to you.
5: Yeah, it's going to be quite a short one. I sort of had to start bringing back the dead characters because Isiyama has this horrible thing where he keeps killing off characters, and so I'm sort of <laughs> running out of people to make comparisons with. <laughs> He's such a little bastard in that regard, but you know, <laughs> good on him. He makes the story interesting. Except from all the characters that are still alive, are obviously going to be still alive. But, but i Gabby. Gabby, surprised me. Anyway, uh, let's begin this. Uh, this quickfire round by bullying uh, Montaku.
4: Levi or Erwin? Levi. Erwin. Erwin. Levi. Levi. Mikasa or Armin? Armin. Mikasa.
3: Oh, this is harder now. I've always said Armin. I'm going to say Mikasa. Um, Mikasa.
0: See, before this chapter, I would have said Mikasa, but oh, <laughs> that final panel, man, Armin. You are
1: just a hate engine, Luna.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm on a roll, <laughs> fueled, <laughs> fueled by nothing but hate. Yes,
5: she doesn't even care about the main cast anymore. As long as Rhina survives, doesn't really even matter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pretty much. <laughs>
5: Is it my turn now? Uh, Makassar, probably.
0: Also, what main cast? Who is left?
5: Ema, those are still alive. Aaron's still alive, for don't you? Understand? Have you never read Kiko's theories? Aaron's still alive. <laughs> oh my
3: god! <laughs> Aaron is still alive. This is all according to plan. I mean,
2: it is it is according to plan, but. <laughs>
5: <sighs> anyway, Gavi or Falco. Falco. Falco.
3: Falco.
0: Um. Falco. yeah was that hesitation
5: okay karina or mr lionheart or lionheart i I don't know how to spell to be honest it's like Bertolt.
2: (laughs) i'm gonna go with uh mr leonheart
1: yeah mr leonheart
3: absolutely mr leonheart if you had said karina or a steaming pile of poop i would have picked the steaming pile of poop
1: (laughs) well poop has more warmth Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it's like bare grills. You like
5: Sin! shit in a plastic bag and
1: sleep with
0: Burn. It. <laughs> And true, yeah.
5: Yeah, but like Karina got that Magath-like redemption. Do you not? Do you not buy it? You know, she said, "Oh, I I'm felt sorry for her Oh, you don't.
0: I hope she falls off the cliff and drowns. <laughs>
5: All right, Mr. Lionheart as well. At least he has a—he's cool <laughs> enough that he uh, turned his daughter into an emotional psychopath. So. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than make her have, like, mental problems for the rest of her life. Like Karina. Sorry. um, Connie or Jean? <laughs> Jean. Connie. Uh, Jean. Jean.
0: Jean. Uh,
5: Jean. Aaron or Zeke? Aaron. Aaron.
0: Zeke. <gasps> I know. <laughs>
5: dun, dun, dun. Uh,
0: my answer is Zeke.
5: Oh, okay. Interesting. Of course, because Zeke's a warrior, that makes sense. Um,
3: <laughs>
0: and who'd you say, Polka?
5: Aaron. So, a dirty You've got
0: me so figured up, Polka. <laughs> yeah. Like an open book. D- to d- you. I'm
5: pretty sure for you, the story starts at chapter 91 and ends at chapter 139. That's nothing- actually <laughs> true. <laughs> nothing-, nothing happens before that. No. Anyway, uh, Flock or Keith Shaddis?
2: Shaddis. Flock?
3: What? Ow.
1: He's, he's Ooh, just so hilariously hilariously
5: oh. interesting.
3: Chatus the chatus.
5: I did it. I did it. I turned against you against each other. How
0: how dare you go for Toy Story gay Ken? What is this? Of which chatus a chatus.
5: Wait, I'm telling you. When, when when chapters uh what is it? The the the, the pork fight chapter gets animated and Flocks going around like Fighting at all on his own, he's gonna get a lot of fans again. I'm telling you, it's like the 110 at the moment, or the anime only is
3: Well, and I have to ask, Polka, are you happy with the anime portrayal as Flock's number one fan? I'm loving are it. You... I,
5: think, I think the fact that they've got uh, Kensho Ono to do all the fucking voice acting is just like basically allowed Flock to become a better character because, uh, you know, when he can make all these like Hitler speeches, but when he has Kensho Ono saying it, you know, it, it makes it sound a little bit better. And, cool uh,
3: so you're you're a happy anime watcher yeah
5: I think they did him very good I mean I, I'm surprised they didn't actually make him worse because I was like I was thinking that the Keith thing he didn't get like you know how in the in the, the manga it's a complete tangent I'm just gonna put it on right now so I, I watched the, uh, the 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 leaks or whatever, the the live viewing and uh before it got caught out because of an earthquake those bastards
3: um, <laughs> oh, damn tectonic place <laughs> yeah yeah God, damn mapper! Damn
5: mapper! Shifting te- tectonic plates, so they don't show off their bad animation. God, that's what Twitter told me, anyway. Yeah, no. So they, I think in the in the in the manga, and like three recruits come forward. Actually, he makes this big speech, and then he tells them to beat up Shadis, and they all beat up But they had more than they had like way more than three people. It was like like ten or something. Like they actually made him look better. I was like, okay, mapper, what's your plan here? <laughs> I don't know. I I, I just think he's fucking hilarious. That's why I love him. But it's right. I don't agree with the shit he says, though I do think he's quite funny about how the way he does it. But anyway, yeah.
2: The anime makes me like everything better. And like the anime managed to make me like Gabby. The anime managed to make me enjoy Flock.
5: They made Niccolo so good in the anime.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, he was that. They sold it. That voice actor is fantastic.
2: Yeah. I was not a fan of that scene in the manga. It just didn't feel real at all to me but it, I, I, it definitely I re, worked animated yeah
5: i yeah. i watched uh, reread one 11 like a few months ago and I, I actually enjoyed it way more than i did when i first read it mm-hmm. I don't know why mm-hmm. but yeah anyway so my answer for uh, that question is flock um
0: no, no really i
5: can't <laughs> i think i think i'm like so far deep in this this corner now that i can't really get out i don't think it can you be-
3: even if you hated flock at this point nobody would believe you like you you literally have to carry the flag
5: yeah, I'm, I'm, I am. I am like the Erin Jaeger of the flock cause, You know, all, all those. Uh, I'm a mod. I, I I literally just you know, there's a there's a there's a, there's a, a subreddit out there called Titan Flock. Oh. <laughs> and, and I I ended up just browsing it one time, made a, a shit post on it, and then they, they made me a mod. <laughs> 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 uh, I don't even know how that happened. Anyway, moving swiftly on.
4: Hanji or Annie. Hanji.
3: Hanji, Hanji,
0: mm. Annie,
3: for you. I'm telling you,
5: <laughs> Hanji. or <laughs> <laughs> Yelena,
3: Yelena,
0: uh,
5: Yelena.
3: Yelena.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go with Yelena.
5: Yeah, Yelena as well willy or pixis
0: Ooh. that's actually a hard one for me
2: willy i think he's interesting
4: um
1: just... pixis i liked pixis
3: i obviously pixis but i will say that the, i did like willy and the anime really made me like willy but still
0: pixis oh willy all the way
5: no i'd say pixis pixis is just like me but older and probably probably more smart as well, but you know. Uh, a Yankapon or Niccolo.
0: On Yankapon. Yeah, Niccolo. Oh my god.
3: On Yankapon, for me, definitely.
0: Yeah, John Bayega.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: See, I I I hate this because actually this is the one that I looked at and went, Oh, that's quite hard and then you guys were so easy about it. Um Niccolo, probably. Just because I watched the anime recently. Hitch on Marlowe.
3: Hitch.
1: I named my cat after her, so Hitch.
3: <laughs> and Hitch for me. I just Hitch is fantastic.
0: Um, yeah, I'll go with Hitch.
5: Yeah, Hitch as well. I do like that you named your cat after Hitch. I think that works very well. <laughs> Lazy creatures, you know. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it was a suggestion from
1: someone on the subreddit about four years ago when I first got her, so I can't take credit for it. I just liked it.
5: All right. Jean and Connie's death or Porco's death?
2: Hmm. Um, ooh. John and Connie.
1: The same, John and Connie.
3: That's a good one, Polka. I'm going to go with Porco's death because I think John and Connie deserved a little bit more.
0: I'm really surprised. I mean, Polka already knows my answer. <laughs> because warrior, warrior. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously Porco. Porco's that was great, amazing. Sean and Connie's um yeah, I wish I would have could have felt more, but you no, know, kind of yeah, it about it. Definitely
5: Porco. I'm with you. I wish I could feel more with jean and Connie, but it was so quick, like, I just mm. didn't really feel much. I was like, Oh, they're dead. Okay. Or or dead or they're not titans or whatever. Another death thing. Um, the first mass titanization, so the one that has Nile, Pixis, and Rouge, and everyone else who get titanized, or and that that big that big scene, or the latest mass titanization bit where Jean, Connie, and the rest of the uh Eldians get titanized.
2: The first,
1: the second, because it really made me sit
4: up and take notice of the chapter.
3: I'm going to go with the first. I, yeah, the first.
0: Uh, yeah, for me, the first as well, because of Falco and Colt. Second, I kind of have to wait and see how it plays out to see how I, I don't really know yet how I feel about it.
5: (laughs) Mm, I, the first, the first felt more impactful. It's like pulling a cup, pulling the same trick twice. for me once, shame on me, whatever. Uh, Okay, and, and the last one, it's not really a, a quick fire, but I just want to know, what is your favorite of the last 10 chapters? So 128 onwards.
2: Gosh, I can't even remember what happens in each of those, like,
3: discreetly. Um, Maybe favorite moment, then, if you can remember yeah, something. that work as well. see.
2: Oh, I really like, wherever we, like, see a little bit of air and stuff. Oh, is it 131? 131 is that Yeah, one, that one. Yeah, that
5: 131 is got to be my favorite as well but yeah sorry just to interrupt <laughs> which was the what am i to you moment was that one two
1: seven that was One two three. that god that long ago uh in that case then this this last one 138 yeah
3: uh, for me it's going to be 132 because of erwin heaven
5: it's not not heaven it's It's, erwin
3: heaven isayama confirmed it's
5: not heaven
3: hanji getting wait what did he say about
5: it he said it wasn't heaven he said it wasn't heaven
3: (laughs) did you say what it was at the signing event in hida he he (laughs) i forget the exact words he used but has isayama ever said the truth that's my question (laughs) to you so i don't care it's erwin alive Telling Hanji they did good, and that's good. That's my favorite moment you know of copium, the last.
5: You know that copium meme, you know, it's him I, like I, yeah. inhaling copium. I don't care. That's what you sound I don't like care. right now.
3: It's in the manga, and it's going to be a You sound animated. like key
5: coach on the other side. That's what I'm saying.
3: I got 32 pictures of Irwin in the last 10 chapters. i love them all. <laughs> it, it would either be this one or um, it would either be uh, one 132 with Irwin Heaven or else um one. 36 with Levi reflecting on everything. So it'd be one of those two. I love them both. 136 or 132. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Uh I like Yeah, I like that we finally got to see some of the older shifters again, especially with Bert. I was really excited about that in 135 um and like the jean saving reiner as well like their their little bromance starting to blossom and then of course falco uh, as a falcon sweeping in that was that was perfect yeah so So i love so i think 135 135
5: 136 okay okay so 131 has got to be the better objective chapter but i think 132 personally was one of my favorite
0: Can someone please remind me what exactly? 132
3: is Hanji and and Flock's death chapter.
5: Yeah. And 131 is Ramsey getting
0: like just stomped on. Oh, yeah. That that was a good chapter. Yeah.
3: All right. So I'll give it to you, Polka, because looking at, at where we've ranked the chapter polls, 131 came in number five of all the chapters of the 40... Uh, 48 chapters we've ranked, it came in number five. So you really? do win. Yes, yeah. it was the fifth most popular chapter since we ranked.
5: What's the
0: first most popular? 122. Mm, yeah. It's Ymir's backstory, 122.
3: Yeah, but 131 is the uh, is number five, and then 135 is number eight. So those are the only two that have cracked the top 10 of the recent volumes
2: oh i just want to say i'm looking at 130 right now and it's where erin's saying like i wonder where it all started back there oh, and that he's one, remembering that moment under the tree yeah. when because it's about to wake him yeah. yeah so i'm
3: just bringing that back yeah oh yeah because in
5: 139 they're gonna wake up again it's gonna be the loop theory guys
3: all right Shall we end this thing?
5: Should we do? I want to hear the Patreon because I've heard. I've, I I've know. Been
3: really <laughs> yes, thank you for your contribution this month. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that finishes our chapter 138 discussion. I'd like to thank Siflora and Al for joining us. And I want to go ahead and mention the fact that we recorded after the break for 20 minutes before we realized we weren't recording. Mm. So let's go ahead and get fun. that one on the table. That was Mm -hmm. a first for us. So, yeah. But it was great having you and, uh, you know, getting to hear from you one more time. So, thank you both very much. Thank you. My pleasure. It's been so fun.
1: It has been a delight as always.
3: Oh. And Polka, thank you again for joining us for the live quickfire. It's, it's, uh, I'm running out of time to do it,
5: so you it know, wouldn't well. be the
3: podcast without you. You've you've like done the. I don't even know how the how this started, but it's just like a thing now. I'll so. tell you why it
5: started is uh, uh, this this the origin story of the, the quick. Let's fire. get let's
3: get it. Let's okay, get so
5: it. there's a there's a YouTube channel called One Football on the on YouTube, and every Friday they used to do a footballer quick fire round where they would oh. talk about who would win and all this kind of shit and who's the better player. And I was like, yeah, that'll work for Attack on Titan. That makes sense. I mean like football is in the British sense. Um so like soccer or whatever. And that, that that became that was like my inspiration to uh to send to you on I think it was what I said it Twitter, wasn't it? I sent it the first time.
3: You did. And I'm t i am wish I could remember when, like how early in our we've been doing this two years or two and two we've years. been doing it since chapter one oh eight. So thirty this is our thirtieth episode.
5: Okay. It was probably our fifteenth episode that I started okay. doing it, probably, I'd say.
3: Well, we appreciate oh, it.
5: Anyway, yeah, that, that, that's that's your epic origin story, you know. Maybe for one thirty nine, I'll expose how I even make the uh, the the, the quick fire rounds.
3: We know? definitely will have to do that on one thirty nine, and you know, our guest for one thirty nine is going to be Soul. Oh so- God, no! <laughs> yes. So and look forward to the, that. Last time
5: I was on a Discord call with Soul, everyone just went, "Oh, this guy sounds like Soul," and then I couldn't mm-hmm. tell the difference, and I was like, "Oh, thanks."
3: We're gonna yeah you're you're the poor man's soul right isn't that what they uh, the knockoff soul
5: IKEA soul not IKEA little soul
3: yeah it'll be fun (laughs) Um, I'd like to thank our patrons and this list is getting longer and I will explain why in a minute Um, first of all Kenny H our first uh, Patreon and a good friend Taryn my friend also Simon Cox Ian and M Cylarana demonic Jesus also known as Tom Ruby Gus Zero vits, Linduin, and then we got a batch of new ones, and I think this is the second month I've had to say Aaron did nothing wrong. Thank you very much, <laughs> Swedish chef, for that one. <laughs> Last month, somebody joined. I love Zeke Yeager, which I know for a fact is Andrew all so <laughs> revenge will be swift and painful. Oh, Polka, I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> Polka signed up with the username block Forrester is the best character in the manga. It's clipped
5: that someone clipped that.
3: Oh, <laughs> well, I tried to say it sarcastically. So if it gets clipped,
0: that will be a soundbite for next. podcast. Uh... <laughs> oh.
3: that's my new text then alert. My salvation happened. Then my salvation happened. Somebody signed up as erwin BDE Smith. And if you don't know what BDE stands for, I'm not going to tell you. It but stands yes.
0: for but don't exist. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I have no idea who that was. No, that me neither. Did that. So <laughs> but thank you, Erwin BDE Smith. And uh, just recently, uh, Dom Garcia joined us. So thank you very much, Dom. Uh, I don't even think we've sent you a welcome message yet, but. Uh, Hopefully, by the time this is published, we will have one to you. So I also want to say plans next month. I've already mentioned to Polka, our guest is going to be Sol. So I know everybody's really looking forward to that. And we were kind of hoping at the end of discussion to invite everybody in to share their final thoughts on the series. So um, look forward to that. And I will be doing a cosplay live stream discussion with the Andrew All-Stars crew. Polka, are you joining for that?
5: I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I'm thinking about it, but I don't know. are you? I'd, I'd have to see. Like, will t- talk to me next chapter, and I'll, I'll think about it. Trying to trying to dye my hair red so I could be Flop Forster is a quite an, uh, a tall ask.
3: You know <laughs> you have to. do There's temporary hair dyes, Polka. You can do this. Oh god! And then, Luna, what about us? Are we going to live stream the chapter together, or what are we going to do?
0: Um, do we yeah, have plans? Planning- On doing like a big read with everyone from the server. Um, We could live stream it. I don't know. We have to set it up, but we're definitely going to do something special for the last one.
3: Okay. And then future plans. I still don't think we've settled it on any, but I guess we'll discuss that next month.
0: I mean, we have to (laughs) discuss it next month. (laughs) We have no choice. All right. So we hope you enjoyed listening to our podcast this month. Thank you, as always, for offering your hearts and your ears. And until next month. Bye. Bye.
1: Smooth, smooth.
0: smooth. Bye. It's always like this. my God, no. Well, this will go faster. <clears throat> Sorry. No, thank <laughs> you. Otherwise we would have gone on for much longer.
3: Let's do the welcome back again.
0: Sorry, I need a, a few seconds to emotionally recollect myself.
3: I should
1: have just let it, let it go on. Just no. for the fun of it. Was <laughs> <laughs> is, is that the practice? Are we doing it for real now?
0: That was the practice. Luckily, it wasn't like two hours of loss. No, I oh don't think we
3: spent more than fifteen minutes. So,
0: yeah, twenty something minutes, I think. Oh my god. <sighs> okay. Hi everyone. Well, to, well oh,
3: <laughs> sorry.
1: You go, you go ahead. I was going to say we're going to have to remember all our profound musings now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I. <did. laughs> I feel like um, all my like initial reactions are like gone. Okay. Hi, everyone.
4: Welcome back.